Hey guys, Mike here. Just a little quick message before we start the show. Uh, this week, we started to use a brand new platform that we'd never used before uh, to record our audio, and it turns out it's kind of sucky. So we will be reverting back to our old method of recording the audio separately for the audio version of the show. So in future, the quality will improve. So apologies for this week's episode, but I thought you'd rather listen to the show than not have a show at all. So little disclaimer, the audio is a bit voipy, a bit tinny, and a bit sucky, but we will improve it in the future so thanks again for listening and i hope you enjoy the show hello guys and girls welcome to episode 84 of the f reality podcast this is a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on youtube facebook and on twitch you can tune into the show live at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a nice review on iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks for everyone that's joining us live here today. Hello to you all. It's a pleasure to have you joining us uh, in the discussion each week. There's also a viewing event going on right now in Alt Space. So if you're watching this in VR, then hello to all of you lovely VR people. Uh, <laughs> so this week, uh, behind the scenes, we've spent a bit of time tweaking stuff. So if you notice any improvements in the show in terms of the video and the audio, let us know in the chat that you uh, like the improvements or you prefer the old method. Either way, let us know. We'd, uh, we'd appreciate the feedback. Also, if you have any questions or comments during the show, put them in the chat and we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team and their new secret agent code names. <laughs> uh, first up, he's back with us and always on Cloud9, here to break apart and brighten up your day. If you've missed him, say howdy to Cloudy. It's the Cloudy guy. How you doing, man? You all right? Cloudy guy? Is that, is that my code name? Like, I was at least hoping for something cool, but uh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> you haven't heard the other ones yet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is what, this is what you call a secret agent name. This sounds more like a hippie name, like yeah, the yeah. Cloudy guy. It's going guy. downhill from here, boys. It's going oh, downhill yeah. from here. No, I'm all right. You know, uh, I haven't been able to do a lot this week except for like, you know, recovering from my trip. But yeah, it's been, it's been a blast. You know, I've never been to Africa, so it's, it's, uh, it's a completely different culture uh, that I got to experience over there. I'll talk about it later uh, a little bit more, but um, yeah, I had a great time. Good, good. It's good to have you back. Guys. Welcome we, back, Ronnie. We, we have, obviously yeah, miss you Virtual hug. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. I totally <laughs> feel this. <laughs> you can feel the love in the That's chat. That's not for anybody else. If you abuse that virtual hug and you take it, that was for Rowdy. That was for Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, he's a pro T connoisseur he loves an earl gray in the morning and uh, he can actually read your fortune through the tea leaves it's nay tea <laughs> how you doing man you're right <laughs> wow wow just wow i am speechless no no comment seriously but i like my i like my name but you're doing all, you're doing all right yes well i've been i had a a little fever for a couple of days but I did survive. Although, you know, if you're sick, life starts to feel like a simulation. I don't know. So it, like the last few days were more like a virtual thing I've been doing than, than really something that is real. I don't know, this goes deep, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. What kind of I, I think he's delusional. 
Yes, he's going well, crazy. I, 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 I drank some, some, uh, some cloudy tea, Rowdy. Uh, cloudy Rowdy. Sure thing, Natey. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love the next one, by the way. Oh, no. So, uh, finally, this guy is uh, squeaky clean, always <laughs> keeping it locked and fresh. It's uh, Ziploc 5. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. Um, I love Ziploc. these. I hope that it will come where credit is due, but my God. Ziploc five. You know what I? You know when I knew this was coming, because I did get a little bit of a preview of the, to this name, but I love the name uh, Ziploc five. I, I had half a mind to come on uh, where you didn't seem in the scene at all until this moment when when he he, he you know calls my name out and I would slowly emerge from under the desk uh, with a Ziploc bag over my head and I thought you know what if any kids <laughs> no. don't do that in some really bad news <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, don't do that. Don't put your head in a, in a I, I love Mike's reaction. He's like, no, no, Joseph, no. don't do that. Exactly. I feel like I have to wrangle cats sometimes, keeping you lot in check. Oh, um, boy, boy, don't even start <laughs> with me, Mike. You know what I'm talking about, pre-podcast conversations. But these, uh, these special code names, by the way, are courtesy of uh, VRDizzy.com. Uh, they're a website that provide uh, satirical news uh, from an alternative and often hilarious uh, VR universe. So thank you for your article about the, the Volve Index and including us all in that article and coming up with those special <laughs> names for us. So shout out to you. Uh, and uh, last but by no means least, if you don't know who I am, I'm host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis, a.k.a. VR Osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, an awesome show planned for you today uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about our hands-on experience so far with the nintendo labo vr uh, nathie's going to give us an insight into the cool stuff he tried at vrx europe in amsterdam zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week and then finally we discuss the fresh information about vader immortal coming soon to the oculus quest and also the Oculus Rift. Uh, but of course, first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing in VR this week and their highlight of the week. Of course, if you want to join in with this bit in the chat, let us know what you played in the chat and maybe we can read some of those out at the end of the segment. Uh, but let's kick it over to Rowdy first and see if he got a chance to play anything uh, whilst he's been back home. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to play anything yet. I've actually been trying to like redecorate the room a little bit. Not, I'm not particularly finished. <laughs> this is a big white hole on the side still, but... Uh, I'm working on it, you know. I wanna, I wanna spruce up the room a little bit to make it a little bit more proper for recordings. But uh, yeah, I, I got married in Nigeria, so I mean that's my highlight of the of the week. Congratulations! <laughs> um, nice. Not in VR, but actually in real life. I don't know how I did it, but somehow it worked. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome to be um, actually going there and meeting uh, my girlfriend's uh, uh, family over there for the first time. So yeah, it was awesome. I've never been to Nigeria before, but it's uh, it's bloody hot there. Like yeah, it's it's not made for my type of skin. <laughs> and 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 the thing is as well, like although you say you didn't get married in VR, it's worth noting that you did actually propose to your girlfriend in VR. And for yeah, those I that did, maybe uh, weren't listening to the show or watching the show back in the day when that happened, maybe you can kind of explain a little bit how that that came about yeah i kind of like i mean i'm not like an artist by any means when it comes to like creating kind of environments or like drawing but uh, i did my best you know i made something with like um how's it called again T uh, tilt brush and i tried to like make like uh, some kind of like romantic kind of forest scene with like a little waterfall and some fog and then i like drew like a little ring like with like glowing stuff and then uh, i tried to like my, my girlfriend she is not really into the entire virtual reality stuff she tries it like once in a while but it's maybe in total she tried like five times uh so but i tried to like convince her 
back then to go and try something else. And it was something that I made and I was proud of it, this and that. And she, uh, and I wanted to record it and show it on the channel, I said. So I was like, oh yeah, the people are always asking about you. They weren't, but you know, she doesn't know. So um, she, she put the headset on. She was like, obviously like annoyed that she had to try it she was like oh like <laughs> i have to try this on like even zoom in on her face you can see like the annoyance on her face like oh like again this kind of stuff she's like oh yeah yeah this looks this looks nice hmm. this looks nice oh uh, what, uh, what's this oh yeah that's the tree uh, yeah that's a rock oh there's a little fire over here isn't that but then she like turned around there was this little plate that said will you marry me and it was like the ring below there she was like what's this? <laughs> and she, she, it didn't really click, but slowly, you know, she started like realizing this isn't normal. Like this isn't supposed to be in the game. And then she realized that I was proposing for her. So she took the headset off and I gave her the ring and uh, that was how I proposed. It was a very fun, fun video. And she really liked that. And uh, yeah, it's something special, you know, it's for, yeah. something for the two of us. Yeah. It's an awesome story. And by the way, you can check out the video on Rowdy's channel if you search for it. Um, well worth checking it out. But it's good to have you back on the show. I'm glad you're back. Congratulations on getting married, by the way. Um, so yeah, let's uh, find out what uh, Nathie's been playing this week then. Have you had the opportunity to play much this week? Well, yeah, kind of. Also, Rowdy, <laughs> big tip. Uh, just go sit on the left side at your... The entire time. Yeah, nice. Perfect. Look at him. Like He finished his setup just right there. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's Hollywood people. Neck <laughs> Also, Rowdy, you should show your your hat you were wearing at. My, my uh, I should actually. Uh, next week, I'll put my entire outfit on. Okay. Okay. Well, deal. Uh, I got Challenge my hat accepted. Here, <laughs> oh, there he goes. There he goes. Yeah. Wow. So Look for the audio beautiful, listeners, beautiful man. Rowdy's wearing his like a hat from the ceremony that he he did this week yes. to get married. Looks awesome. very good. Yeah. That blue is like my favorite color blue, by the way. Yeah, very nice. I got a, I got an uh, like a like a light green bluish one too. Wow. Nice. I'd wear it wear it during like a green screen setup and like you know. Yeah, nobody mm. can see me then. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Stay tuned for his full outfit for next week. I'm, I'm already very curious. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, a, a couple of games. I played Vacation Simulator and also Ghost Giant. So let me quickly uh, tell you what Vacation Simulator is like. Well, it's, uh, it's going on a holiday in VR, basically. So let's say you, you don't have the money to go on, uh, on a vacation. Just do it in a vacation simulator instead. Um, but it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing game. Uh, it's, it's 10 times better than Job Simulator, I feel like. A lot has been improved. Um, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And um, yeah, shout out to Alchemy Labs you know, for, for making this, uh, this happen. Uh, I made a video uh, this week on Twitter uh, thanking them for, you know, pushing the industry forward. Uh, I, I seriously appreciate what they do, you know, and the games they, uh, they make. So Vacation Simulator is a, is a must play. And um, yeah, it's cool that you have like an open world kind of title now where you can decide where you want to go. And uh, the funny part is after playing it for like a couple of hours, I noticed that I'm still working. <laughs> I'm still jobbing. Because in the end, all these people on these vacation spots need your help with all kinds of little, little things. And um, so in the end, you're just going from one place to the other, working for them. So you're not really going on a vacation, spoiler alert. Um, 
Although it does feel like that because you can dress up your, your character now, you can make selfies, you can make photos of your surroundings, share them on Twitter. Um, you can send them to Alchemy Labs too and they might retweet it. I think that's a, that's a nice way to keep things interactive even outside of the VR world. Um, so that's, that's a quick, um, you know, um, summary of Vacation Simulator. Something else I want to say is that today I watched uh, Johnny English Strikes Again. And uh, I, I, I quickly just want to say uh, that this, uh, yeah, this movie is uh, is super funny, especially because there is a VR scene in there where yeah, I've seen it as well. Things it's escalate so very quickly. So if you uh, want to watch a, a a cool movie this this uh, weekend, um, yeah, I can uh, definitely um, recommend Journey English Strikes again for the VR part, especially for the VR scene. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. Awesome. I, I also got to check out uh, Vacation Simulator very, very briefly, and it seems like there's so much content in this game. Like you could, you could just spend hours and hours and hours getting sucked into this. And just like the original Job Simulator and Rick and Morty, which yes. Alchemy Labs also made, there's loads of little, little he- hidden Easter eggs in there you can experiment with. And uh, a few little things in there that I noticed was that uh, Jack Sektikai is actually a voice of one of the characters in there. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. And also mm-hmm. this game is going to be coming to the quest as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, it will. So, uh, you know, I think if you're looking forward to this game and you're looking forward to a game that's got lots and lots of content in, I think you're going to be really happy with this on the quest. And yeah. I'm sure it's going to pour over really nicely as well. Cause the graphics, although are very b- bright and vibrant, they're not exactly taxing on a system. I would say. No, no, it goes very Only- deep. There are so many interactions you can, you can do. And they have been uh, developing this title for like, two, three years. Mm. And uh, they told me at PAX that the script they have been writing for this is so large because they're like, okay, so you have a coffee machine. You could make coffee this way, but you can also do it that way. So they have all these different different things they predict of how people would make coffee, for example, or do random things. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's pure art. I mean, it's a masterpiece by itself. And a job simulator became a classic. I mean, people are still playing it. Um, and I, I think that Vacation Simulator will also be a big hit uh, the longer it, you know, uh, like the, the only, when it comes uh, out on every headset, basically. The only negative thing is that uh, you don't really get a tan from playing it. You know, it's not it's not like you go on holiday in real life. You get like a nice, nice little tan. You still need to go to the tanning saloon if you want to get a tan when playing this game. Like, I, I they really need to figure that one out. Although the, the plus side is you don't get any sand between your, uh, you know, little toes anymore uh, because you go to the beach and there's nothing. You also don't get wet at all. It's, you, could, uh, it's you, could, all... you could always change that though, you know, put a little bucket down with some sand <laughs> yeah, in. Of some, course. That's you know, how I play dip, it. Dip your toes in there. So, um, so what about you then, Zim? What did, what did you play this week and your highlight of the week? <laughs> My highlight of the week is, is, submitting some videos for casting for a part in a commercial uh upcoming vr commercial because i've never i've never done that i've never done something where you submit kind of like your your cv equivalent to a casting agency and be like pick me and then you know you put out a little thing it's a bit weird like for someone who is so used to having you know several hundred people like looking at him you know you know over the, the last couple of years it's weird how all of a sudden, you know, when you're making a video for one person, all of a sudden you feel like a pinup and you're like, oh, we got to cover up. I don't know. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a weird feeling. So I thought I'd share that. So that was fun. Um, and eventually I'll, I'll share my casting videos on, on the internet somewhere. So 
Um, but the, the, the main highlight I, I suppose I wanted to, to cover was I've gone even deeper into, into playing uh, contractors with the force tube. Um, it, it's, it's just so fucking good. Um, and I say that from the bottom of my sniper heart. I, it, with the exception of like shotguns, put those to one side because it doesn't work that well. Um, the force tube is, is just like the kick, the actual kick it gives you. I actually thought after three hours, I thought maybe I'd be bruised. Like it, it is strong enough on someone with a delicate frame like mine uh, to maybe do a denting. Now, the, 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 the tough thing is, and I've been trying to support these guys because I am so wholly convinced in this peripheral, uh, you know, it's 300 euro, which is not too far off, like 270 pounds, which is the average price that I paid between my butt kicker and my sub pack, which are also tactile units. Uh, so I think the pricing, even though some people go like, oh, it's a bit pricey. I think it's actually smack dab where I would expect it to be for what it is in, in such a niche. Rowdy there is showing us um, what it looks like. If you can back up just a little bit, Rowdy, uh, see the full uh, full device on, on, on camera. Uh, but this thing, and I'm using it with my Vive actually, because that's where my, uh, in my Vive room, it's, I've got a little bit more space to kind of move around. But like one of the things, one of the things I had, Rowdy showing off the bipod, like I, I've been trying to kind of like get prone on the ground and like snipe with this thing and stuff. It feels so amazing to do that. And the best part is what I'll call the Unreal Tournament uh, simulation element to my, to my uh, contractor's gameplay, where I literally, I died, like I, I wasn't dead, but I was out of ammo. <clears throat> so I laid on the ground, like arms flayed or whatever, so looking like I was dead. Enemy guy walks by me, looks at my body, keeps going because he thinks I'm actually dead, reach for my secondary, cap him twice, he goes down, and I go, yeah! So, um, it's been a good week. Playing dead. But yes, I would, I, would, I, would, I would absolutely, yeah, playing dead, exactly. I, I would absolutely, um, just for anyone who's like on the fence, uh, I, I certainly would have been. So if, you were, if you're like me, but you're like, I love first person shooters, this thing has gotten me now to the top of the leaderboard in these games. And it, it's something that I didn't know in contractors. They, they talk about people who don't have a stock because it's like, oh, I was standing in front of this dude and he just couldn't shoot me. It's kind of like, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I was land gaming in Cork in Ireland with all my team, we were playing competitively. Like we'd say that about like someone who was new to the guest, like fucking newbie, he, he emptied his AK and he, he didn't even kill me. Um, but that's how they talk about people without stocks and they have a force feedback stock. It, it's honestly a dream. So, um, and also, they're, they're still selling them for, and, and, and you can get it next month. You can get it next month, 300 euro. I think it's awesome. Great. It's, anyway. Even if you have already a pro tube, you can only get like, you know, the, the base module here, maybe the magnetic cups uh, yeah. for like a, a discounted price. So, actually, if you already have a pro tube, you can easily upgrade to one of these. Uh, with the Kickstarter as well. And if you have a mansion, uh, well, the top package is five force tubes. <laughs> oh, strap oh, each one to your limbs. They, yeah. they sold one pack. I want to know who that dude or lady is because I want to go to their place. The, the best part about the entire pro tube though is still like the magnetic cups, like just like yeah. taking this off and clipping it back in. Like I really love that part of it. Like The engineering of that in particular astounded yeah. me because you, as I mentioned before, you need to pull in the stock to your shoulder hard in order to get the most uh, kick off the thing. And it's natural because you naturally want to hold your M4 or whatever to your shoulder. Um, but the fact that they can, in this direction, kind of back towards your shoulder, maintain, you can maintain a heavy pressure. Like I'm, I'm pulling it as hard as I can, basically, and then still easily whip off left or right. Like the way they've engineered that is just so nice. And um, 
I actually didn't even know for a while that the, the, the mag part of it, the magnetic cups were like a, a later addition. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I was first recommending the force tube, I didn't realize you could get it without the magnet bits. And so definitely go for the one with the mag mm. part, which is the 300 so, one. So a quick heads up with this gun stock, you can play games such as Onward, yeah. Contractors, uh, Pavlov, and, and many others. Right? Yeah, this, so there's like, and they're just bringing uh, support to H3 VR. So if you're a fan of H3 VR, oh, okay. personally, yeah, Anton's game is <laughs> awesome and it has yeah, all these different mods and stuff. Sandbox. That's just coming. So that's, and those are all like dedicated games. So you won't get any, let's say, crosstalk between... Uh, bits of the game that shouldn't maybe be giving you feedback. So those feel perfect. Mm-hmm. Then they through through some adaptive software, you can support many other titles. Yeah. I haven't tested that yet. Um, I think, Mike, you maybe have had some experience with other games that maybe aren't as closely supported. Um, but I, I wanted to give that feedback because I think it's honestly deserved. And uh, yeah. I'll say the same thing I said on Reddit. Um, I, I believe that Force 2 belongs in our industry. And you know, years from now, this thing is a refined, a, even a, an even more refined product. I want to be able to buy it. So. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Preach it. Also, uh, talking about realism, um, uh, what Tauk says, if you want to be m- like more immersed in Vacation Simulator, simply buy a bag of sand and stick it in the oven for a few hours, then walk around on it barefoot. <laughs> Thank me later. <laughs> Excellent suggestion. Thank you for that, Watauk. Um, but yeah, let us know if anyone else has got any suggestions about what they played in the chat that they want to highlight uh, while I quickly just cover what I played. Um, I had a pretty busy week, actually. I got to try uh, Robo Recall on the Quest, uh, a little event in London, which was pretty cool. Uh, to quickly summarize my conclusion, because it wasn't my highlight of the week, um, it is a graphically downgraded version of the game, uh, obviously to get it to run on the Quest. Uh, but in terms of actual gameplay, it's been ported over one-to-one parody mm. with the Rift version of the game. So it is the uh. same game at heart. You'll still feel the same sort of sense of feeling when you're playing the game and the gameplay is identical. So it's mm. the same Robo Recall we know and love. Any additional content in there or is it just full-on port? Full-on port. That's 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 what we got. We haven't got any. Wasn't edition. like the the major attraction of Robo Recall like the graphical fidelity of it? Of course, it was than a, the gameplay. It, well, it, it was a big part of it because obviously it runs on this Unreal Engine. You know, you've got these beautiful reflections, this beautiful city. Um, you know, all the interactions and the particle effects are really amazing on Rift, and they still stand today as a really uh, great mm. example of really good graphics in VR. But I think, you know, the gameplay still holds up on its own, you know, without the amazing graphics. And I'm really okay. pleased that it is coming to the Quest. Question for you, Mike. Um, in terms of the, when you, what I remember from playing Robo Recall, which I chewed through in one or two sittings, uh, most people probably can, the trailer runs and then it transitions into the game. Yep. If, that, if the same is happening on Quest, does that feel like quite a stark difference? Kind of like, you know, almost like playing a game in the 90s where they had CGI and then it transitioned the game like, oh, right, now I have four pixels. <laughs> you know, do they feel like that? No, because the, uh, the intro sequence is rendered in game engine as well. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. The, the, the only thing I did men- uh, notice, actually, which I didn't mention in my video, uh, is that the loading times are um, much longer. And, you know, the loading screens on the Rift are sort of all white with kind of like a thing there. But with, oh, yeah. the, with the Quest, it's just like a square cutout of white, and then everything else is black. So okay. it's a bit jarring. But, um, you know, other than that, it, it, it's great. It's Robo Recall and Quest. You in, know. in the end, you play Robo Recall for, for the physics. Uh, of like yeah. th- throwing guns and catch them again and, and exactly and, 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 bullets. Like freedom. and you can God, do that no problem oh yeah amazing like that must uh, and, and we're seeing more of these games get announced for quests that are just so exciting so yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly one i want to play yeah yeah 
awesome. Like moving around freely, like you say, without wires is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's not my highlight of the week. Uh, my highlight of the week is actually uh, Ghost Giant on the PSVR. Now, um, you know, you may not have heard of this game. Uh, it's a charming little story-driven puzzle game made by Zoink Games. Uh, it came out last week, um, and you play the role of, surprise, surprise, a ghost giant. Um, and basically, you can only be seen by this little character called Lewis, who is uh, an adorable little cat sort of character uh, and I won't spoil anything but you, you sort of find out that Lewis is going through a, a bit of a rough time in his life uh, and it sort of bravely touches on some sort of like mental health issues uh, which is really surprising and interesting for like a, a game like this to sort of bring up sort of quite important uh, sort of topics um, but basically you assist uh, Lewis by finding objects and solving little puzzles and there's little collectible items in the various sort of stages like little hats that you can put on Lewis which is really cute and then you can uh, find little collectible bugs and there's a, a basketball in each level that you can shoot through like a hidden net somewhere to unlock this uh, unlockable thing. Um, the voice acting and the music is, is, is great and overall it probably took me maybe like two hours to just run through the, the game completely. I did it in one session because I was just super intrigued what happens at the end. Um, but overall, I just felt like it was a really uh, heartwarming game, really well done by Zoink Games. Uh, it's really sort of rare that you get these kind of games in VR. Um, and I would say like, it's the perfect game to play on a chilled Sunday afternoon. Like that's the kind of game you want to play, you know, it leaves you with a nice warm feeling. Um, Did you find it's a lot, like, <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here, Mike. This looks a lot like, um, to me, it looks a lot like, like Moss. Yeah, uh, and mm. Astrobot. It's 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 what I would call an assisted third person VR game. So you're playing the role of assistant, and uh, is that right, or is it? Does it around mm. nah. The thing is with with, with Moss and Astrobot, it's a, it's a platformer at heart. Those games, uh, although you do have those elements where you can interact with the character, like you know, with Quill uh, in Moss, you know, the adorable mouse, you can you can feel a heartbeat which is a really nice touch you know in astrobot you can do like a little uh, high five um and, and with uh, lewis in in ghost giant you can kind of pat him on the head and kind of you feel like you're reassuring him that things are going to be okay because he is going through this like tough spot in his life can you pick him up and chuck him in the fire no, no you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> what you, you oh, that escalated quickly um, <laughs> but yeah i thought it was like a, such an adorable little game and I, I really enjoyed it you know i love puzzle games in vr anyway and this just had a really nice story to it so uh, I, it's kind of one of those games that i, I feel will be uh, overlooked because it's not a game really for everyone you know like you know, yeah. some people want to play shooters and stuff like that which is mm -hmm. great but i think this is going to be one of those hidden gems that you yeah. know people should really uh, enjoy i do want to point out that it, you can't really compare it to to moss or or um the was the other one again yeah astrobot exactly um because uh, in the end uh, those characters you control with a thumbstick and uh with um ghost giant you okay bye rowdy uh you control uh the character in a way where you wave at this character and you kind of lead him to a certain spot, but it's not like you can completely uh, direct where this, you know, know where Louis is, is going next. But it's it's beautiful. It has a great story, uh, interaction on point, and uh, I, I call it like the, the revolution of VR storytelling. It's like the next step. And it reminded me, the art style reminded me a bit of uh, Animal Crossing because you're constantly mm -hmm. on this on this round, you know, planet. And uh, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's full of Easter eggs, uh, hidden secrets. I mean, Mike played it in, in, in two hours, he said, but I'm sure you could play a little longer and find all the hidden secrets in uh, each uh, 
level. And last but not least, what I want to say is that um, some mechanic that I haven't seen used that much is uh, you actually blowing into the microphone mm. and, and then um, interact with the environment that way. Yes. So you can have this little windmill and you blow into it or scare some, some birds away with your wind because you're a giant. So you have... Article pretty... 1 kind of did that with like the, uh, the breathing. Yes. Like the, the cloud that you... That yeah, you but I, I, I barely see any developer using it in a way where you can really... I've never seen it on PC in that sense where you can really use it to control the gameplay or... Uh, uh, that it's getting used as like a gameplay mechanic, but on PlayStation VR, I've seen it a couple of times, but I wish more would do that because it's very immersive. It makes things feel even more real. Um, also in the chat, uh, Oni Case played a, a Mac Z on the go, a very surprising experience. Um, and VR Park played No Man's Sky with Farpex. Yeah, this is like a, a true VR enthusiast. This guy, you know, goes to the limit. And, uh, and Beat Saber, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's what we played this week. So let's get into some quick news then. And first up is the Oculus Touch controllers, the new ones, are going to have some little Easter eggs in them. And by Easter eggs, I mean like little hidden messages, not like little chocolate eggs. Um, but this is kind of strange news. It dropped yesterday um, about the new touch controllers. And for those out of the loop, basically the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Rift S will be shipping with the newly designed Oculus Touch controllers. Uh, these new controllers have um, an inverted tracking ring. Uh, so it's kind of upside down to what we're used to. Uh, this is to help the Oculus Insight tracking system. Uh, they will be compatible with the original Rift as well, but the original controllers won't be compatible with Quest and Rift S. Um, but anyway, Nate Mitchell, the co-founder of Oculus, uh, tweeted yesterday something just completely out of the balloon. No one was really expecting this. And uh, he said, I quote, unfortunately, some Easter egg labels meant for prototypes accidentally made it onto the internal hardware for tens of thousands of touch controllers. The messages on final production hardware say, this space for rent <laughs> and the Masons were here. Uh, and they're going to be in the final shipped product to consumers. Like this is completely like something crazy. So someone was clearly having a bit of a joke and then it kind of went too far yeah. and they're wow. actually going to be in the consumer units. Um, if you're a dev out there, then you may have uh, dev kits that actually have other messages in them. One of my favorites is uh, big brother is watching. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I uh, fix it. We see you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I thought that was really oh, cool. But um, Nate Mitchell said, while I appreciate Easter eggs, these were inappropriate and should have been removed. The integrity and functionality of the hardware were not compromised, and we fixed our process so this won't happen again. But, but seriously, though, like Big Brother is watching you, and Facebook is making these headsets. Exactly. It's, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people will think about that. I don't know if you guys are as intrigued by this as I am, but the whole idea of like procedural text stuck together and then labeled on something gives it a kind of a sense of like, this is mine. It's like a, a pet that comes through the door, you know, with a name tag on it or something. But I, I, I recently started playing a card game with my wife called uh, Keyforge. And one of the things of this is the decks are all unique, but they come with a name. And in their first production run, um, they accidentally sent out some stuff with like, you know, racist names and stuff in the, in the, in the deck name. And it's like, anytime you have a system like that, it's going to kick out something odd, right? This was obviously just a prefixed list, but honestly, I think it would be a cool idea to have touch controllers with a randomized, randomly generated, but sanitized 
name uh, on them. I would totally be up for that. That sounds like a cool... Uh, or just let, let you name them yourself. Well, that's more of an Apple thing, isn't it? Like you can get a custom etching on your Oculus Touch controller. That's another way to do it. Yeah, and I think Nathy tweeted about it, like underneath Mitchell's uh, tweet and said, you know, this is kind of cool. Are these are going to be collector's items. And I think they will become collector's items. Yes. Certainly, if you can get hold of the Big Brother is watching ones oh. from, some, from a dev somewhere, <laughs> oh. you know, I, I would love to have that in my collection somewhere. No, just no sort of way. Store aside. That's hit in the street, Mike. There is right now the uh, MIB of Facebook scouring <laughs> the planet, recovering those devices right now. Yeah, exactly. And so is this on the front plate where it says usually like Oculus Quest? Where is no, this located? I think it's hidden behind the battery compartment somewhere. <laughs> it's like on the, like on the <laughs> yeah. front part, like Big Brother's So You might not even know it. So some consumers might have one, but they will never know because they don't look at that part. Um, I think it's going to be somewhere on the inside of the uh, the battery compartment. Like it showed, it looked like a wrist strap on the picture, but I wasn't yeah, quite sure. Like a cable. Yeah, um, but definitely as soon as my uh, units turn up, hope I'm hoping that I get one with a little message inside. I'd be super happy if I did. <laughs> Dude, um, there are so many consumers who will have these and they don't even know because they yeah. don't look at that stuff. So yeah. if you really are a collector, you gotta just trace like track everyone down and then yeah. go to their house like, hey, can I quickly look at your... Uh... <laughs> so this is the thing, like just, just to reiterate on, on the ones that consumers will get, you're only going to get either one of two messages. Uh, this space is for rent or the, the Masons were here. Uh, only dev kits that shipped already will be getting, uh, will have already oh, had yeah. Big Brother is watching or a hi, I fix it, we see you. Um, but there yeah, wasn't that... already going to be contention in pre-ordering these devices. Now it's like doubled, you know what I mean? <laughs> People yeah. want the special message. So. Well, well, most of us have got two opportunities though, because we're mostly likely going to pick up the Quest and the Rift S. So we've got two chances each oh, to, get, yes. to get them. Ah, I'm interested. If I wonder if, it's, if, the, uh, if the stock is biased one way or the other. Oculus, tell us. <laughs> Interesting. Also, what, what would you guys put inside this uh, battery? Uh... If we could decide. Yeah. Oh. Let's get rowdy. <laughs> yeah i'll think about that maybe we should take some suggestions in the chat what you yeah, would like as a know. secret message here that would yeah, be really interesting <laughs> um but quickly while we're talking about oculus uh, there's some more news that is kind of interesting as well while we're on the subject of the quest and that is the racket nx uh was announced this week as coming to the quest mm. uh, and this is pretty cool news because racket nx is like a cool sports game it's kind of a fun mix between uh racquetball meets breakout in VR. It's also one of the one that hits like the, the the feeling of that you're actually playing with a racket really spot on. In right, right, true. exactly. Yeah, and you have to basically hit a, a racket with a ball to hit blocks which are scattered around and then they can spark chain reactions which is super satisfying. Uh, it's a fun little game to play uh, and especially on the quest like we mentioned earlier, you know, being tetherless and being able to move 360 is going to make this game even more enjoyable to play. Um, but interestingly with this game in the trailer, they show someone playing the quest outside in the desert with a tagline saying, play anywhere. And this super intrigued me because this is something we've talked about for some time, like, uh, you know, taking the quest outside, playing in a park, you know, beat sabering in your garden or whatever. And um, I was recently at this like Oculus event in London and um, I was talking about this, you know, I was with, with a few devs, I was, I was talking about using the quest outside and a few people around us started raising their eyebrows a little bit and started looking a bit concerned that we were talking about using it outside. And apparently the Oculus Insight system isn't going to work well in sunlight because the sun is going to completely wipe out the camera's ability to track 
your surroundings and the controllers. So oh, the sunlight the really makes so perfect sense because it's actually not in the desert that he's playing. He's playing in a different galaxy where our sun is not there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Rowdy. He's playing he's playing in his in his house, but he heated the sand up, just a feck ton of sand. <laughs> oh. he, around. he was just playing vacation simulator and now he's popped into the quest. That's for it. Oh, exactly. That's it. Exactly. You got it. How did he get the planets then? Hollywood, once again, like you, Rowdy, like your setup. You know, it's all Hollywood. Okay. It's all made of ca cardboard and stuff. You landed on the moon, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Don't don't even start that debate with him, Jesus. Um, so it's not a so question. Of okay, let's let's quickly evade this discussion and uh, just go to the chat real quick. So um, Paradise DK says that um, he would hide the message "No pancakes allowed." Oh, great, uh, great one. Yeah. Uh, we also have someone saying "Every reality, obviously," um, and. Uh, Adrian says, endless adventures, like in the nice. Oculus Quest game on video. Yeah, my, my answer to that, because I had to think about it for a minute, because I've been doing it since 2014, is my, my chatbot, who I talk to to launch my programs, says something to me, and says, uh, give yourself unto the world. And that's what I've had said to me before every show the entire time I've been casting. There you that's go. nice. I like that. Behind the scenes tip. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um, but to go back to the quest and the, the cameras, obviously, you know, um, we know that taking uh, a VR headset out in the, in the sun is a bad idea anyway, you know, not only because of the insight tracking cameras, you know, they'll we be um, limited with tracking because of the sunlight, but they might also get damaged. Also further to that, you know, these lenses uh, basically magnify the sunlight and can really destroy your displays in the yeah. headset and zim's had this problem before right zim yeah i mean this is actually a really interesting thing to, to think about because this this takes me immediately back to our conversation about the index when you have one uh potentially magnifying lens when you have a second i'm really interested if that <laughs> complicates matters in any way it's probably just more acting like a waveguide i don't know rowdy can probably tell me i don't know if he's a pro on optics here but uh, two lenses might be worse than one in that respect, but I can definitely tell you for the Go, uh, and that will parallel now to the Quest, you really don't want to show that thing the sunlight ever. And I don't mean like take it outside and point it at the sun, because I walked my Go outside for a minute and a half, two minutes max in cloudy Ireland, and my screen was, you know, burned irreparably. I had to get a new unit. Um, so oh, yeah. don't do it. One tip indeed, clouds do not matter for light, you know. That it has no impact at all. Like this is why he's you called the still, cloudy guy. You know. That's why yeah, I'm cloudy guy. Like perfect name. Well, well. In the end, as I said before, just don't play outside with the quest. I mean, just no. Although you're meant to be indoors, close the fucking curtains. <laughs> although, although it was mentioned whilst I was talking about this that it would potentially work outside during twilight conditions because there is enough ambient light around for the tracking system to work, but not enough uh, sunlight to damage the cameras or mm. your lenses. So, so you can play virtual reality between five and six in the morning and six, seven in the evening. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but but I, like, what a cool video that would be. Like someone beat sabering it in the middle of a field or something with a bit of like starlight twinkling in the background and stuff. Heck yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder, I wonder if the quest will come with a, a warning in the box, you know, on the, on the literature. Or you know, don't play during twilight. <laughs> yeah, well, or, or just it, it shouldn't be played outside. Oh, they, they um, I think the, the Go already does. In the first rendition of the Go that I had, it had a very minimal warning in the safety manual. The second version I had, 
it had a very explicit warning in about three different places, including on mm. the peel off bit on the lens. So yeah. they have upgraded their kind of warning system and no doubt it's because of returns and things like oh, that. They, they, they have to. Uh, do you guys remember that one guy who died because he didn't mm. set up his boundary system correctly and then he mm. fell through a glass table? Mm -hmm. yeah. That was well, PSVR, I mean, right? With the Quest, you're not uh, wired anymore. So mm. if you're, you're too immersed and you didn't set up things correctly or, or you're playing outside while you shouldn't because you could damage the, the you know, uh, cameras, then, well, you're... It's basically it's, Johnny English all over again. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, basically what we're saying here is VR don't. responsibly, yeah. Yeah, just don't. Stay inside, uh, don't do it. I wonder if uh, VRrugs.com is sold yet as a domain. Hmm. Well, now it did, just just now. <laughs> yeah, it's gone now. Bye. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's a little snippet about the, uh, the Quest and maybe that we won't be able to play outside after all. Um, it's also worth noting with Racket NX, uh, it does support cross-buy, so if you own the game on Rift already, you'll get it for free on the Quest. Another uh, title that got announced was, uh, was um, uh, Drunken Bar Fight for Quest. Awesome. Oh, yeah, really? I don't know. Oh. For the people that are really interested oh in playing that, um, yeah, it's coming. Jesus, that's going to hurt somebody. Yeah, don't, oh, yes. really don't, don't play somebody. that in a bar. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, for, for all the casters and tubers here, there's only one clear message, which is when you start to play, take your phone and put it over here and click record right before you start to play. And then whenever you smack yourself into a wall or fall fall down a staircase, um, you'll become a millionaire overnight in YouTube. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm done. Every cloud. Rowdy. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the last bit of quick news, and that is uh, a game called Paper Beast coming to PSVR. Uh, and this has uh, really sort of piqued my interest because uh, one of my favorite games of all time is called Another World. Uh, it's also called... Um, out of this world in the US. Uh, but it's a game that launched back in 1991 on the Amiga. Uh, I love that game, I've played it many, many times over and over. Uh, and the developer of the game called Eric uh, Kahi is now uh, involved with developing a new game for VR, which is gonna be called Paper Beast, coming to the PSVR. Now apparently this title has been development for three years uh, by Kahi's new studio called Pixel Reef. Um, and it's set somewhere deep down in the vast memory of a data server. So it's kind of like where an ecosystem where, where decades of lost code and algorithms have accumulated and basically a little sort of ecosystem has spawned from that and you get to explore that world, which kind of sounds pretty interesting. Um, it's described as a virtual journey leading uh, quirky animals through a colorful universe that sprouts from the remnants of an internet of past. When you say um, a colorful journey, is that colorful journey with a capital J? <laughs> In other words, a colorful copy of the game journey? Because Exactly, looks right? Like yeah, and it's great that you picked up on that because I was exactly gonna say that. It looks wow. exactly like a journey on the PlayStation, right? You know, it, it's, it's similar in that it doesn't have a, a narration. It's all kind of unspoken and delivered through the environment and the characters. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very similar to Journey in that sense. So this could be the journey of VR, essentially. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this because, you know, Eric Kahi has been a, a developer that, you know, I've loved for, for many years. Uh, he also made a game called From Dust as well, which was kind of cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is a Paper Beast and it's going to be coming to PSVR sometime in mm. 2019. Looks beautiful. Yeah. It really does. I didn't catch Mike when you were saying it because I was too focused on the bloody trailer, which is very pretty. Um, what... 
did you say it was multiplayer or a single player game? No, I think this is a, a single player adventure. Um, yeah, you just kind of one of those things you sort of get lost and immersed in the environment and the colorful atmosphere and the different creatures and stuff and sort of explore it at your own leisure, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, I hope that, that the developer does take, I mean, usually for, for, for kind of indie devs and stuff, they'll, 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 take, they'll bring a game out and then later they'll consider a different avenue. I, I can just see an immediate pivot, again, talking about Journey, uh, that kind of silent multiplayer VR would be the perfect avenue for something like that. And, you know, uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to playing a single player as it is, but um, it's, it's a lovely looking title. Mm. Oh, well, Zim, maybe they, they part it to a PC later down the road. And then mm. if you have a Pimax, you can play with two people inside. You can use one headset together because the field of view is so wide. <laughs> might, might work. Exactly. Share exactly. the experience, right? God damn it. <laughs> Jesus, Nathan. Sorry. <laughs> Two in one, huh? So, um, so before we get into the releases, a uh, little quick message. Uh, we don't have a sponsor this week, uh, but we just wanted to put it out there that if you're a developer uh, working on a game or VR hardware or accessories and would like a sponsor slot on the show, feel free to email us on our email account, uh, contact at freality.tv, and we can uh, discuss that further. Um, but now let's uh, pass it over to Zim for what we should and maybe shouldn't be playing uh, in VR uh, this week. So uh, let us know, Zim, I'm super intrigued. Ah, the, I, I had all these guys uh, chanting the name of this first one just before we, uh, before we started off. And um, this, this, this title is as good as it sounds. Um, this is the one of the week that uh, for me was kind of fits my joke slot. I, I do this intentionally, you guys probably know that already, but I do this to wake you all up so you pay attention to the proper titles. This one I found on Yet again, the cornucopia that is Steam, um, and it's called Tomb Slayer, uh, which Doomslayer. It, it, it sounds like Doom Slayer. So it sounds like, oh, maybe that would be good. Or it sounds like Tomb Raider. That, that, that's also a good title. Maybe that's what they were going for. Anyway, I'll tell you about this one. This one released actually on, the, on April 10th, so a couple days ago. Um, I'm going to roll the trailer for this one, which is totally special. Um, and at first sight, it becomes apparent that Tomb Slayer VR makes a point to blend the old and new by combining futuristic functionalities in an anachronistic and archaic setting. You are situated in an ancient Egyptian sepulcher, whatever the feck that is. However, <laughs> the protagonist is equipped with an ultra high-tech firearm, it's a gun, uh, which resembles something straight out of the space age. Mm -hmm. uh, are you ready to face the wrath of the tomb? Prepare yourself for a battle like never before. 15 frames a second, uh, wave shooter, uh, and... Tomb Slayer. Um, I just the thing with this one, right? You're like you're like you're like looking at, and I thought I was looking for a title that maybe give us a little bit more because last week we did one that was like you know ladies related. I was kind of looking for like the, the man one, and I couldn't find it. And and the, it starts off again, ladies in a bikini uh, for our audio listeners, and then it shows the dude who's probably the developer, but he is covered from head to toe in Egyptian garb. You can barely <laughs> see his face. It was a whole letdown, and I hope it was as much a letdown for me as it was for you. Um, hey, but seriously, this trailer is pretty good, though. <laughs> no, like you can you can see the dedication. You know, they they dressed up, they bought these outfits too. Uh, and actually, I played this game because it looks very familiar. <laughs> no, I didn't play. No, no, I didn't play it on PC, but I played this on the Go. I think they made a Go version where you went into a tomb as well with the same, well, uh, mummies and demons and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if you if you like. Uh, Wave shooters, then I got only one question. Check out, but I got only one question. Is she in it? No, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. No, 
Oh, it's a very exotic trailer indeed, Rowdy. I agree. It's, uh, but no, I love, I mean, the dev, I think, I think he's a dev. I don't think he's a paid actor. Whoever was in that Egyptian garb, he was my favorite oh. and sold me. I'm having to plug Tomb Slayer this week. That's $9.99 US dollars, by the way which to me looks like a bit of a high price for a game that there's no way I'm ever going to feck into my hands. So. Well, anyways, to, to make this fair, you know, if this developer is watching or you are going to play their game, give them some good feedback and then they can, you know, improve stuff in the Absolutely. near future. Yeah. I think that's a, and that's a fair point. Like things that we like or don't like as, as critics, it's important to recognize that, you know, that feedback, although for any dev is going to probably sting on first, uh, first well. listen. You know, Plus, not every dev has as much funds as any other dev. You know, sometimes you only have a, a two months uh, schedule to make something. So you gotta you gotta start somewhere. And in the end, you know, I can't build games. I would not even get close to this. I don't know what I would be able to present to you guys. I might be able to make the trailer, but that's it. But I, you know, so. Uh, well said, well said. Okay, let's move on to something a little bit more serious. So the, the next title is a PC VR title for uh, just about about ten dollars, so we run about the same price point. Uh, released on April eleventh, so again just a couple days ago, by Singularity Lab. Uh, so this one is Jet X. Uh, this one caught my eye probably first on the Oculus Home Store, um, and it's because of the odd combination, uh, which fascinated me a little bit. It looks a little bit like Wipeout um, had a child with some other first-person shooter game. Uh, it's cross-platform multiplayer um, across, uh, and they say that meaning cross-platform on PC VR, um, but it features arcade racing, epic battles in an arena, and a rich variety of modes. Players can race with friends or compete against bots to reach the first place in an online leaderboard. Uh, our game is an inviting challenge originally built for VR, uh, now also available for PC. So they've actually opened up the doors uh, for PC on this one. Hmm. Crystal caves, otherworldly landscapes, and space wastes in a sharp, low-polygon uh, aesthetic. It says, uh, arm yourself, collect power-ups, and go ahead to the victory. So, I don't know, looks interesting. I'm, I'm a big fan of like Wipeout and stuff like that. I, I have no idea what this combination of game design elements would bring, but certainly, um, certainly you know, caught my eye. So I thought we'd uh, touch on that one. What do you guys think of that? Are you guys into racers and stuff at all? Not my kind of thing. I mean, races, yeah, but it kind of looks plain. If you have a PSVR, though, you should just go and buy Wipeout. Or if you have a PC, go and tr check out Red Out or something like Red that. Red Out, you know? yeah. Uh, or Wipeout is almost was... too much content, though. I mean, I, even I had trouble with that. Like, I was, I was like playing at like three different PlayStations. It's three games in one. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's almost too much. I know Wipeout fans are going to be like, you can't get enough. Uh, and it's got, a good, it's got a good soundtrack. But actually, my favorite, and I know Wipeout fans hate me for this, but I think Red Out and all of its DLC are one of the best, it's one of the best soundtracks coupled with the best racing mm. game in my opinion. And I don't mean like racing cars, I mean like racing, you know, space pods and stuff like that. Also a hidden gem is Distance VR. Yep, agree, it's very good. Custom maps, thousands of custom maps. Oh, custom maps, oh. Yeah, okay. you can play multiplayer, um, well, which new. is actually really challenging because they make yeah. some freaking insane maps. Uh, that's a PC game, by the way. From like three years ago, maybe. I'm, I'm surprised we even knew about that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> OG, Buff, right? Yeah. OG. <laughs> All right, now um, we gave you a bit of a scintillating overview of Ghost Giant before. This is actually coming out soon, so I thought let's show you a little bit about what Mike was speaking about earlier, mm, uh, which is good this, as I said, combined. Can we have this deep voice of Mike describing this this title? <laughs> Sad, sadly, no. So anyway, they, they describe themselves as a heartfelt 
puzzle story in VR, which I think is pretty much what Mike was saying earlier, um, about trying to keep life together and a little help from a very big friend. I like the way they wrote that. So whoever wrote that sentence. Aw, it's so cute, right? Like, oh yeah. It's, it's kind of adorable and also uh, in, a, in a sad way. Where, <laughs> yeah. where it kind of conveys the whole background and context of the game. Um, the thing that I, as a, as a proud father, right, you get a subjected to all kinds of uh, kids' programs. And to be honest, this one looks very, quite a bit like Tumble Leaf, which is something my kids really like. Uh, the animation style on that, the kind of cutie, cutesy side of it. If you don't know about Tumble Leaf, go look it up. Um, very, very high animation quality. If you have kids and they haven't seen Tumble Leaf, then uh, you're welcome because uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, it reminded me of Lucky's Tale a little bit as well. Just to, I think it's because of how kind of zoomed out you are from the character here helping a lot, like little Louie. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always like it when developers, because even though it might look like a kid's game, yes, but like the underlying message is... It's not really like aimed at kids. It's also for adults. I like it when games do that, when they, they manage to touch you in a certain way that even though you're playing a kid's game, you still have a different kind of approach to it. And I, I played like a ton of these kind of games, like just in 2D as well, where it's actually, it, it, is a, it, it is a kid's game, but you can see it's made by adults and yeah. they put some stuff in there that really like, because you know, the, the reason why people like this game is, is because, they partly recognize themselves in it in some way, some aspect. And it's really nice that the game can do that because it can, it can help you out with these kind of things as well. So yeah, I like this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, you know, at the beginning, you know, it's got like a, an undertone that really touches on sort of like mental health issues, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, it's, it's a great way of, of bringing that subject to the surface in a game that you wouldn't expect would, yes. would do yes. something like that. I, I think again, like, Educating people about certain issues is is a is a great way of you know using VR. It's same with Falcon Age, as I said. You mm. know, uh, it's very important. I remember I, I once played a game, but I, I forgot the title of it. But it kind of reminded me of this one. It was you were going through the entire game, like doing all these kind of like weird little things. It was all like you know you had to find like the little axe and this kind of stuff. But in the end, you realized that that entire journey you went on was because you actually lost your dad on an early age. So it was actually a very deep kind of like context. And it was like the way of like coping with that feeling of losing your dad that it actually like made you do all these kind of things. So wow. that's like a very powerful concept, I think, to like to, to bring that forward. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Forward. Well said, lads. Well said. <laughs> okay. So the last title of the week um, is uh, a, something that, again, caught my eye. I love the uh, visual fidelity and the, the things devs are doing with these. Table of Tales, The Crooked Crown um, is launching uh, for PSVR. And this is coming out on the 16th of April, which is the same as Ghost Giant, by the way. Um, so this one is, is uh, as I said, very unique graphics in it. It's, um, it's an RPG that has kind of a magical element to it. And you have this table before you uh, that besets the, the scene. Um, You've got this um, kind of card game, dice rolling element to it in, in this kind of RPG setting. And you're trying to overcome the fate of this town uh, as, you're, as you're journeying through the game. But the way the map kind of pops up from the screen, this kind of liveliness that it brings to the setting, I found to be really, um, really engaging just in terms of the way the trailer is presented. Um, the combination of assets, obviously we've seen it in things like, um, like Skyworld, which we've talked about before, and I think you know, unanimously we didn't quite like that. But this one almost reminds me a little bit of kind of like Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. So yeah. this combination of things, 
I'm very interested in, I have to say, because I, I didn't know anything about this one. Again, it's called Table of Tales, The Crooked Crown. Um, and it just totally came out of left field for me. So um, what do you guys think? Mm. Someone in the chat says, uh, it seems risk-like mm. as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, D&D, something D&D-like sounds pretty cool, like a nice concept that would work well in VR. You know, like, it's just nice to see how like it's like spreading out. Yeah, we used to only like cover like wave shooters, but now like it's yeah. like the variety that is coming out of like titles and new new stuff is being tried. It's like awesome to see. Yeah, this also makes me wonder uh, where all the PC VR game uh, releases uh, are at the moment. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, well, once again, uh, a reason to uh, to maybe uh, get a PSVR or if you already own one, well, you made a great decision. Well, it's also, it's actually a really good time for people who are sitting there with, uh, you know, serious um, fear of missing out, you know, FOMO and, and looking at all this news about the new expensive headsets that are landing. And maybe they're sitting there going, I can't freaking afford that. All I've got is a console. And if you have been, again, I'll say the same thing. You've been on the fence about PSVR this whole time. We all love PSVR. Um, it's got a huge library of content. That content is, is portrayed to you at 90 FPS. Feels great, runs great. Sony's QA makes sure you don't get the rubbish sometimes you get on Steam. Um, mm. So I, I have to give, same as what Nathan was saying, just pick one up. I mean, don't worry too much about the fact that PC's moving forward and there's some new headsets. That's a good recommendation and, and it so definitely gets content. a double thumbs up from me at the moment. There's just so much content landing on it. And mm -hmm. every week that I'm scraping for releases and things, honestly, PSVR is the easiest platform to find content on, new content and, and stuff that's kind of quite wild and exciting in different categories. So um, if you are looking for it, PSVR is... And also, you know, expensive headsets don't mean better headsets in any way. You know, PSVR is on top of the ladder right now. It's the best option sold. you can go for in terms of content. So even if you're like, oh, I can't afford this headset. Well, actually, you don't have to. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. In this in this industry at the moment psvr is the best content if you're like a hardcore gamer and you have a playstation laying around already smart upgrade you know get a psvr um, if you don't have a playstation you don't have a psvr then you might consider other options but if you have a PlayStation vr or a playstation you know laying around um yeah i would totally consider and look look for deals look for second hand i saw i've seen on reddit just oh this, yeah um, no second hand is awesome picked up uh, the whole PSVR setup with some games for 120 bucks. Mm. Like, I mean, that's, that's yeah. mind-boggling I mean, level of value. I mean, I, I bought two PSVRs secondhand. I bought one from, from a person on, on like a Dutch marketplace on a website like eBay. Um, and I also bought one from a store because sometimes people uh, return them and then you can get them for a cheaper price. Um, yeah, sometimes it's... it's, it's um, it's actually a good, you know, way to do that because you still get the warranty um, and you buy it for a way cheaper price. So yeah, secondhand, I totally spark that. Totally spark that. Although if you do buy it from, uh, from a consumer, from an actual like person, um, I would check it out. Go there, look at the headset, look at the lens, especially the lens. You know, if the outside is damaged, who cares? If the inside is fine, grab it. That's it. There you go. And that's it for me, Mike. So back to you, Mr. Osmosis. <laughs> good, good advice there. Good advice there about the PSVR. 
Um, but let's uh, talk about uh, one of the first juicy topics, and that is Vader Immortal. So uh, yesterday, uh, Oculus and ILM X Labs hosted an hour-long talk about this game at the Star Wars Celebration event that's currently taking place in Chicago. I watched this thing uh, from home and obviously was super jealous because the people that are actually at this event get to try an exclusive demo of this game. So there are actually people trying this on the quest right now. So I'm very jealous of you who are there. Um, But Vader Immortal Episode 1 will be the first in a series of stories that's never been told before so it's going to be exclusive uh, to quest and the oculus rift and this is the first time also that we've heard that it's coming to the rift which is amazing news because i know when this was announced coming as a, a quest title at oc5 we we're all there we were like oh rift owners are going to be a bit upset about this because you know this looks like a really cool game and uh you know they're going to miss out but Gladly, it's going to come to the Rift as well. But just quickly before I move on to the details of this game, how do you guys feel about it coming to Rift alongside Quest? Were you kind of thinking it would be a smarter move for Oculus to keep it as a Quest exclusive? Or how do you feel about it? I, th- I think like Quest stands on its own already. Like they have so many launch titles. This is one of them. Um, I-, I don't see it as a negative thing that it's also launching on Rift just because I think people are getting the Quest for different reasons. Um, Rather than the, 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 if they would go and also try to isolate their games for their own platforms, I think that'd be not a, not a good way forward. So I think it's actually, I'm happy that, the, that they're also releasing it for it. I mean, in this, in this time and age, can you not be a Star Wars fan? I mean, they announced a new trailer for, the, for Star Wars, what is it, 9 already now? So yeah. uh, it's, uh, oh, I can't wait till Christmas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i guess for me like um the main thing is is like the visual fidelity of it so like the trailer that we can see now for vader immortal is um obviously lo-fi and it's, it's what we're going to see on quest actually you're not hearing it obviously as we're casting it but the the sound design and what you hear in the trailer is really enticing it, it mm. gives that vibe of star wars it gives the vibe of character depth um, there's a bit of backstory there and I think even in the trailer they do a good job of conveying who you are and what you're going to be doing in the game mm. um, but, in, but in terms of that, how that translates because when they show you the higher fi version and then they show you the lower fi you don't tend to have the same concern that maybe I do right now which is like how did they upscale it and um, mm. you know are we talking mm. about I, I really assume for a studio this important that they're not going to just you know port a quest game to PC owners and have low res textures in there I assume it's going to look along the lines of like Stormland to be quite uh, visually, you know, impressive. I, so if that's I, true. I, then I'm glad, and I think it is the right move. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen because I feel like this Star Wars game has been made for the quest, and as we all know, the Rift S came along, and, and now they decided to also bring it to the Rift S. But I, I still stand with the fact that it should have been a well timed exclusive on quest because this was a killer app for the quest to sell to people and i also feel like it would have been better for the sales in general if people were all buying a quest with the star wars game because now in the end and this is something we spoke about at pax is that people want this star wars game there are so many star wars fans that want to spend this money to experience this right but they end up on on maybe the oculus website or somewhere else and then they get this confusion again of what i what should i buy where what should i, should I play it on this or that and i i felt like they could have avoided that by keeping this a timed exclusive on the quest 
I think I, I feel like the, the people option, need to get standalone right now. That's what I'm saying. Especially they also got to tell people before they come out and say, oh, we're going to release this headset on ABC date. And I get the feeling because they've been in all their images lately having, you know, it's like Rift S and Quest, like next, you know, next yeah. to each other, that yeah. they're going to announce the dates of release. And those dates are probably going to be the same date. Mm -hmm. and they're going to be able to be purchased. Yep. Yeah. And also something of that, if the titles that you're going to want to play are going to be on the headset, because their software content is going to drive your purchase. So and the only mm -hmm. other thing that I would say against that, Nathy, is um, like, I, I, yes, there's going to be volumes of people buying a quest for Beat Saber, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what percentage of that population is going to buy the quest for an unknown Star Wars title. Because not all Star Wars titles have been good, you know? So... No, no, but the, 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 the danger here is, is that they have been constantly advertising the Star Wars uh, title with Quest and not with the Rift S. And now, last yeah. moment, it's like, oh, let's do it together. Like the first trailer they released was, you know, with the Quest at Oculus Connect. They were talking about this game comes on the Quest. Yeah. So they now at like the very end of things, they suddenly do all of this. But again, you know, the Rift S felt like a thing that just suddenly popped up and now everything needs to happen. So I, it, it's a bit confusing. Personally, um, you're um, anticipating a port is what you said, right? So you're anticipating they're just going to port the Quest game. Well, yeah, they made it for the Quest. I, I for think sure. there's something they, that I didn't really consider. And I think you've kind of got me a little bit concerned now. But, you know, if it has been developed for Quest, about that. how well it's going to look on, on PC. So I'm a little bit concerned about that now that you've mentioned it. It's not something that I considered before. So it's a good point that you raised. But I, I do feel like it's a smart move for them to bring it to both. Only because I felt like the the core community that had always been there from the beginning felt like mm. they were missing out on something and yeah. to leave those core audience out that's why i said like a timed exclusive uh, uh, yeah i get what you mean yeah even if it was just like a month or yeah. so yeah, yeah. i, I, I kind of separate those two markets because yeah. I, I feel like they wanted to have create another reason to get people on this rift s mm -hmm. because they like the rift s needs content to be selling it right now there isn't enough reason to get a rift as they have like a lot of current content yeah they need to really make more stuff yeah because the side like again drop of the hat right someone's walking off the street what are they buying quests for other than beat saber like name name three titles right it, but it's not it, it, it's for the accessibility and the fact that it's portable and they don't have a pc is generally that's the reason why I, exactly. that's what i quest. mean like, it's right not necessarily like, for all the titles yeah exactly um, and also like it, I'm wondering, like, how does it work with like the stores? By the way, if you purchase Vader Immortal for the Quest, do you automatically get it also for like the mm -hmm. Oculus Rift store? I, like, have, has there been any information regarding that already? It's up. So again, it's up to the developer if they want to do this. But Oculus is is uh, supporting the idea of like just go for uh, yeah. uh, cross. Okay. So yeah. you just buy it at one platform, then you have it everywhere. Yeah. But have as they, a developer, have they said you can anything still... about that for for Vader Immortal? They no, haven't. They haven't. No, yet. but so we don't know. But they also, working like, together with coming, Oculus, so. since it's coming out for Rift S, that means it's the same store as Oculus Rift, right? Yes. Yes. So you'll be able to use it with your Oculus Rift as well. Yeah, of course. And that's a really important point to highlight. Thanks for that, Rowdy, because yeah. although we're talking about Rift S, of course, this is going to be playable on the original Rift as well. So if you already yes. own a Rift, you know, don't worry, you don't have to upgrade to play this game. No, the, yeah. the store with Rift S will always be the same as Rift. The games will always run on both headsets regardless. So you don't need to worry yeah. about that. Uh, but let's quickly just jump into the story. <laughs> Sorry, 
future Zim is, is looking back in time and saying, you've said always a lot there. Just be careful with that. I, I would, I would say always. I would, I would still say always. Well, they could push a firmware update that nukes the original Rift by accident. Uh, they, they, no? they won't do that. Well, they won't do that. I don't feel so anyway. Um, I'll, I'll bet you a burger. Big brother's watching you. You'll bet me another burger, uh, huh? I'll yeah, bet you another burger. Are you going to eat Palmer's uh, flip-flop if you're not right? Yeah. I'm curious, yeah. though. So, like, what, Rowdy and Mike, what are your takes on this? Because, so, Nathan and I think are sitting opposite the table. He's saying port uh, with kind of the original builds, right? I'm saying they refined it, upscaled graphics and stuff, and, yeah, maybe they built it for Quest, but I'm, I'm expecting it to look pretty when it hits. I'm, I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping you're right. Yeah. Like, of course, it's going to look better on the Rift anyway, but I'm hoping that you're right in that they've pushed it even further into what a PC can be, uh, you know, can be capable of. Um, we also still don't know, like, how much of it is interactable, right? You know, this still it, 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 as an, as an based, experience. Based on so the it's trailer. easier to do, to do a, a boost in the graphical fidelity if there's not no. too much going yeah. on. Right. I think based on the trailer, it, it looks very on reels, like a movie experience, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, it doesn't feel like a really like open thing you can go for. Um, well, from so. what? So uh, let me just quickly cover the story, and we can talk sure. more about the gameplay because we do know a little bit about the gameplay. Um, in terms of the story, you know, that takes place, it will be um, uh, set before. Uh, a new hope in the sort of Star Wars timeline. And this story, although it's standalone and exclusive to VR, it will be canon in the overall Star Wars universe, which is awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, you actually play the role of a captain of a smuggling ship called Windfall, and you have a droid companion, like all great Star Wars movies, <laughs> uh, named Zoe 3. Um, okay. During the experience in the beginning, you're actually captured by Imperial forces and taken to Vader's castle, which is on this... Um, fiery planet called uh, Mustafa and you have to sort of find out why you've been chosen in particular by Vader who's obviously got a plan for you somewhere um, the actual story of Vader Immortal is connected to the void experience that we've all tried called uh, Secrets uh, of the Empire uh, during that sort of um, experience if you've not seen or heard of it it's like a location-based experience you basically go undercover uh, as stormtroopers to infiltrate the facility to steal the, the plans of something. I won't spoil anything. Um, but apparently that story is connected to Vader Immortal as well. That happens, that event happens three days before the events of Vader Immortal. So it's awesome that they're connected. Mm. Um, it's rumored that the experience will last around 45 minutes to an hour, but they did say that you'll be free to spend as much time exploring uh, like the environments like Vader's castle and uh, the base and things like that uh, as mm. much time as you want. So there is some sort of free exploration elements to this game. It's not just like on rails as you kind of described. Um, and also uh, the most important thing is that you're going to be able to wield a lightsaber and fight people with it, which is freaking awesome. We've, we've wanted this for forever um and if you don't get enough of that in the in the main story there is a separate arcade sort of lightsaber dojo mode that you can play as okay. much as you want after you've completed the story uh, is element. there music in that dojo mode um we we don't know for sure um, are there blocks there i get what you mean now um, <laughs> But what we do know, talking about the audio, is that you know they've really worked hard on the spatial audio of you know the Oculus headsets, both the Rift uh, and the Quest have excellent 3D spatial audio. So you know you'll be able to hear it when the lightsaber powers up and the the sort of noises it makes when you swing it around, and also enemies uh, locations 
and how where they're coming at you from before you even see them. So audio is going to be incredibly important for this. I mean, just think about that that whole kind of buzzing lightsaber going past your ears, and just think that I want to see. Well, you can't really see it, but I want to I want to hear from someone uh, their review of comparing the original Rift and its lovely headset, you know, uh, compared to how that sounds on Quest. You can do a Rift and Rift S comparison to be like for like, but I'm really curious because that, that the original Rift audio and the engine, the audio engine behind it was like absolutely fantastic. And I think it was one of Palmer Lucky's like, um, main kind of contributions mentioned on, on, on the forum in the early mm. days that he was gonna bring to this headset, then brought it out and it sounded amazing. Yeah. You know, for, for an on-the-ear experience, like, mm. I'm still blown away. From my experience, I still think that the, the headphones on the Rift sound better than the inbuilt on the, well, Go. Rift S and also the... Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Well, the Quest is a different story, but Rift S, for sure. But there is something interesting, and I'm, I should have probably mentioned this earlier whilst we were talking about the Quest, but it's a little snippet from my Discord. Something got leaked uh, from Best Buy, and it was... Um, do you know we've already mentioned about the Quest has two headphone jacks, one on either side? Yes. Um, and Oculus, back at OC5, hinted that this would be for an official accessory. Turns out that this official accessory will be launching... Uh, at the same time as the quest launches it will be an optional extra um, but it seems like it's going to be some over the ear or in-ear headphone oh. accessory we don't know which one it is yet um, but you're going to be able to buy that on launch okay. so if you are worried about like the audio of the quest then you're going to have an option there to uh, Actually, wait, nice. over the ear or on the ear we we think it might be an in-ear accessory or it could be an on-ear accessory, but it won't be over. They, they should have still included this though, because but, a lot of people are going to miss out. But it's, it's, it's worth, good. It's, it's worth good. showing you these. Like this was a, an accessory oh, yeah. for Rift. Uh, uh -huh. These are these are in-ear headphone earphones that um, uh, were launched with a Rift. Uh, you can buy these as an optional extra. So I think it's going to be something similar to this. Oh, um, awesome. Little earbuds, but I think that's a better experience than having just the audio through the pipeline anyway. I, well, I have to be honest, I never liked the on-ear headphones on the Rift. And you never did? Neither did I, no, never. Do wait, I are you talking them. audio quality or the fact that they're on-ear headphones? That they're on-ear headphones. I absolutely well, I'm despise that. Yeah. So I, I am not, it, that, it hurts my ears after 20 minutes and yeah. uh, I find yeah. the, the bleed through audio and the bleed out, it's too much for me. Okay. I, I really don't like it. We're, we're, we are definitely the same, Rowdy, because yeah. uh, you know, I use, I use uh, aftermarket you know, Sennheisers over the top mm -hmm. for a few reasons, one of which is that um, on the headset that I have, it's got great pastures. So you can actually, if someone's sitting there trying to talk to you, you're, you're not isolated from them. You can actually hear them, you know what I mean? And if you've got a wife or a significant other sitting with you and you're trying to talk to other and you're having to mm -hmm. have the headphone off, then loses the bloody point of having the headphones you know, mm -hmm. for the fidelity of the audio. So I'm yeah. with you on that and on your headphones are generally uncomfortable. All that said, the quality of those was better than any other on-ear headphones I've tried yep. in my life. So yeah, just quickly, um, be. before we move on, so both of you guys removed the ear, the over-ear headphones on the Rift. On the Five and, and the Rift. And yeah. use your own audio solutions like yeah. Sennheisers yeah. or something. Okay. Well, you can. Uh, looping, looping back to the story of Star Wars Vader Immortal, I, I got to tell you guys something, okay? Yeah. You ready for this? Go. Yeah? Okay. So <laughs> I, I, will be, I will be actually... Well, this is a spoiler alert. I'm 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 a stormtrooper in this in this game. You are? Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's gonna be the one that like misses everything. Oh wait, they all do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I never miss. 
<laughs> so yeah, that is uh, Vader Immortal so, in sorry, a nutshell. For audio listeners, I must say, he just popped on a Stormtrooper helmet, Nathan did that. <laughs> yeah. Looked quite the part with his, uh, his Rebel t-shirt. I know, right? David Bowie meets Star Wars, Rebel Rebel. It's awesome. Gary well, Fisher, right here. Let us know in the chat if, uh, if you're hyped for Vader Immortal. We'd love to know. Um, but th- we're going to move on to our second topic uh, today, and that is Nathy uh, going to VRX in Europe. Uh, this is a, an event held in Amsterdam, is that, is that right? Correct, yes. All about sort of VR and stuff. So you got to try some interesting stuff there, uh, including the HB Reverb, which we've talked about in a previous episode mm-hmm. of the show. So super intrigued to hear about your thoughts on that. So uh, take it away, dude. Yeah, so first of all, to quickly summarize to you what VRX is, this is a, a, uh, an, an, an industry event where uh, gaming, media, training, and uh, other businesses uh, come together that do all kind of that you know, stuff. And uh, this was in Amsterdam, and I was very curious because I've never been to VRX before, although it's, uh, this was, the I think, the second or the third time they organized it. And uh, yeah, everyone who was there were, well, mainly investors, uh, developers, and uh, people that are like CEOs of these big, you know, corporations. And uh, yeah, they had a, a couple of uh, things that you could do there. They had uh, loads of panels where you could learn about, uh, for example, uh, well, uh, Unity, uh, Magic Leap, um, well, all kinds of subjects, like uh, the future of uh, VR or AR, um, how we can make VR more mainstream, uh, things like that. So those were the panels. Um, and there were like a lot of people there, like, um, you know, Andreas from, uh, from Fast uh, Travel Games. They make uh, Apex Construct. Mm. Construct. Um, Sam Woods from Make Real. They also developed Loco uh, Dojo. Um, and uh, many, many more uh, people. And yeah, you could try some stuff there. Um, I tried the... The, the Magic Leap once again. I, I tried it at, at uh, the YouTube office uh, in, in Silicon Valley, but this time I could you know, spend some more time with it. Great, I played some Angry Birds, super fun. Yeah, super fun. And also something about global warming. I could like spin the planet around and, and, and touch upon certain things and, and see what's going on in the world, you know. It uh, was super cool, yeah. Um, so that, that's like one of the things I tried, but there is more. I'm not sure. Are we are we playing the video right now of what I've been? Because I'm uh, I'm just no, looking no, at not my the moment. <laughs> we aren't. No. Okay, sure. Um, because I, I I do have some interesting footage of the yeah the HP Refurb, um, a very very cool MR uh, headset, the newest one, and it was called Copper Forest, right? It was like its code uh, name. Yes. And um, yeah, I tried it for like five to ten minutes. I had this demo of. Um, showing uh, its resolution mainly because that's what it's all about uh, with with the HP refurb and it's it's impressive you know um, there are so many headsets coming out nowadays so I was like you know resolution super solid field of view was quite small although it, it you know matches the the rift and it matches the Samsung Odyssey and it, it it's good you know it's a, it's a great headset although the price is pretty high but it's it's for B2B, you know, it's for, for businesses. Um, they do sell it to uh, consumers as well, um, but it's like six, 700 as far as I know. 
Yeah, that's right. I think it was uh, 600. Um, the resolution is 2160 by 2160 for those interested. And I think the yeah. field of view they, they claim is uh, 114 degrees. So like a couple of degrees more than the headsets that we already know and love. So you're hardly going to notice that to be no, honest. But solid. Resolution solid. Is, is the biggest jump. Mm -hmm. And the design, uh, I said like, hey, this is finally a different design. You know, it has this nice soft front and uh, the back is also very, very cool. So it has like, it, it looks different. It, it um, definitely um, pops in, in some ways. And uh, they were showing this in combination with their new backpack. And I was like, why are you still making backpacks? That was my first reaction because uh, we have these uh, wireless adapters nowadays although they don't work with the mixed reality lineup. Um, but they had this new backpack with um, a 2080 in there uh, and, and, and super small, like really small. I remember those ones from MSI, those big ass like astronaut packages on your back, right? Um, but this one is, is like super small and you could like uh, click two batteries in there for an hour of, of playtime. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was good. It's just... There's so many headsets and mm. I'm kind of like, okay, it, it's good. You know, it meets the standards of what we, what, what most people expect of VR. Did, did anything particularly stand out about it? I mean, did the, did the physical form factor at all feel different because it's coded in that like different covering? Was it, was it um, noticeably smaller? Cause it looks almost like slightly smaller. Than yeah, no, it is. It, you're right. It is, it is very small. It's uh, it's one of the, well, let's say smallest headsets I've tried so far. They become smaller and that's, that's great. You know, it's great news. And there are only two HP uh, uh, refurbs out there. There is only one in the, in, in Europe and there is one in the U S so they, they don't really, you know, sent them out yet. Uh, developers might have them, um, but not uh, press in, in mm -hmm. uh, at the moment. But this will happen. I also noticed one in, interesting thing in the video. Um, you have there's like a connector cable just mm -hmm. above your shoulder, and it looks a, a bit of an awkward place. Is this well, is this kind that's of a, a prototype? It's a prototype. Okay, prototype. It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a, a full cable. Yeah, there were a few times where I was playing, and this cable got loose and then I was out of my, my experience, but that's not, that's not the, what they are going for. Okay. Yeah, no, it's going to be a full, this was like a prototype and it did really feel like that too. And with the, with the design, cause it looks like the original Rift design, which is, you know, one of the, for my, for me, the most comfortable headset you can, you can own right now in terms of comfort, is it on par with Rift or would you say it's better or worse? Um, it's, I know it's difficult it's very, with five minutes, but yeah, it is very similar. Yeah, yes. Okay. And I think the back, this, this circle thing they went for, mm -hmm. this circle back is, uh, is really good. It's really good. So yeah, I, I, I think it's fine. It's just very expensive. Mm -hmm. Let's say if you're a consumer, then there are like better options. I mean, the Samsung Odyssey just got, you know, sold for like 250 again. Yeah. Um, and th this one again is like six, seven hundred. So yeah, it's more for B2B, but I think they will bring the price down mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good headset. It's funny because like a few weeks ago I was dead set on buying this headset and then, and then the index was announced and I was like, yeah, screw this. I'm buying an index alongside the two Oculus headsets. 
Does, does yeah. any of this, does any of this uh, drag you back in the other direction, Mike? Or are you pretty still set on index? No, I'm, I'm set on index for sure. Yeah. We I don't guess. know anything about it yet. So. Yeah, I'm still yeah, set on true. it. I trust in Gaben. In Gaben, <laughs> we, we trust. Hang on, hang on. We, we know that there is a module that can make you look like a Cylon. That's all that matters, right? Exactly. <laughs> Just, well, just, just yeah, shut up and take my money. Yeah. Yeah. Night Rider. Yeah, Night Rider is another example. Yeah. Well, uh, I can tell you, like, I've been at a couple of events these last few weeks, and everyone I talk to is constantly like, hey, uh, did you hear about that, uh, you know, index headset? Uh, and so people are like, yeah, and they're going to do this. And they're gonna... everyone kind of knows, right, what they're going to do, although no one knows. <laughs> It's like everyone has already their dream plan ready of what's going to happen. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, but other stuff I tried at VRX was, um, was uh, well, the, the, the Sense Glove. This is that, um, yeah, how, 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 can I, how can I say that? Or not, not, no, it's not the six ends. It's the actual, now I forgot the name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is it, are you talking about the, the blue the one? The Scissor Hands, the Edward Scissor Hands. Haptic yeah. feedback system. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not menace. It's something else. No, no. It's like I wrote it down, but now, oh, here, sense glove. Sense glove. Sense right. glove. Sorry, guys. Like I have been to so many places <laughs> that I had to write this down because my life is going real fast at the moment. Um, it's. Um, but that looked super interesting because that yes. kind of like is like a almost like a mechanical structure that, that, that is like a bone structure that goes over your yeah. fingers. And I know Zim tweeted about it, that he was really uh, worried that, you know, this, 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 before on the this thing might, might become sentient and then break all the bones in your fingers. No, um, no my, my, it's not that it becomes sentient. It's just that like, there's going to be software code sometime in a cheap ass, like knockoff version of this. And some kid's going to be like, yay, mommy, look, I can grab an apple. And all of a sudden it goes, it's not an apple. You're not grabbing anything. Actually, I'm going to invert your hand. It's just going to go and break all of little Timmy's yeah. fingers. And he's going to be there for like, like popping off of his wrist. Like, hey, you can just make like, you can just make like a mechanical construct so it doesn't like extend past like your fingers. Like it doesn't uh, even need to be softformatic, but just like yeah. if, if, if it comes. Is that going to match the way price of the cheap way. knockoff version? They're probably not going to have the safety features. <laughs> no, I'm right. Oh my. This is going to happen. And I am so sorry for the little Timmy who's going to have to do that. Can you imagine? Well, oh, Timmy. Grandma Timmy. in for the first time. Look, look, look Grandma. You can oh. pet. Okay, and all of a sudden, it's like a, a Saw movie. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Put the tinfoil hat on before you start talking like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen these uh, things happen at VRX, so I, I, it's it's a, it's a safe device as far as I know. Yeah. But uh, those are like um, <laughs> like the these sense gloves are um, force feedback gloves, mm. and they give you the oh, ability shit. to well, pretty much feel the shape of an object. So when you grab it, it kind of pulls you back, but you can still feel it. So when you squeeze a ball, it will really give you the, the feedback you're expecting it to, to have. And yeah, so, so it like res restricts your finger movement yes. at a certain point yes. to mimic yes. the shape of objects. Yeah, that's exactly. a smart system. How, how, how realistic did it feel? Like, was it convincing? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, of course they can tweak it more. And of course they need to make it smaller because it's a big contraption, but you know, they have been working on this for a while. This is the, I think the second or the third time I've seen them at an event. They are a Dutch company. Um, but it's, um, it's cool. You know, it's, it's, 
it's it might not look pretty, but in VR, you know, it, it does give you that that feeling you're, you're looking for. Uh, with, with like, I'm wondering because with like touch, like uh, you have a lot of like you know the some of the sensory like receptors in like the tips of your fingers, mm. but since I mean, it's it's not locking on the tip of your finger, right? No. It's it's locking on the finger itself. Yeah. So do you really get that feeling of touch because you you're not actually touching anything with the tips of your fingers? Well, hmm. kinda, kinda. It's it's like a part is just imagination because hmm. you're like, oh wait, do I? You start to feel things. Well, in the end, you you don't. You know what I mean? It's, does it feel more like someone is like holding your finger back, or does it feel like you're actually holding something in your hands? Well, it was like a mix, a mix. Certain objects were kind of giving you that feeling of like, hey, I feel it. And then others were more, it's like a, it depends on what you were doing. Like some, I felt like some shapes, some objects were working better with this than, than others. Mm. Because like, I, a, like a squeezing a ball is like something totally different than grabbing like, like a can mm. or something like that. But I think Rowdy makes a really interesting point that I'd never really considered as well. Like if you're not feeling something on your fingertips, then does it really feel like you're grabbing an object? And I think that's a, a solid yeah. point. That's why we've got you on the show, Rowdy, the scientist say, brain yeah. of yours. It's so good to have our scientists back. Science. I, I, I've never actually sent it to you guys, but I asked Rowdy some like optics question. I got like two pages of Twitter messages back. And I, 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 almost, I almost posted that, but then I was like, I'll oh, leave them off. But uh, have having back scientist Rowdy. Yeah. Wow. So what else did you try then, Nathan? Um, the, so this is actually the six ends. I was a bit confused, but the six ends um, is a, um, well, training for, for people. And they make um, different, different like custom controllers for people. So David, he tried this, um, this training in where you had to uh, paint a car door. And you actually had this, I don't know what it's called. It's like this, this thing they use when they paint cars, right? Um, this like a spray gun. gun. Yeah, a spray gun, a spray gun. And they, they made it super realistic, like the same weight was, was inside this controller. It had the same shape. And they were mm. tracking this too um, with, with a funny, funny device that was attached on the front of the Rift. In the video, you can see that he's like having some kind of like, I don't know, antenna on, on, the, on the Rift. Um, but yeah, he was like painting the, the car door. And then at the end, and this this was super, super duper cool. They had an iPad next to it or like a tablet and they could uh, live just show him all the statistics of how well he painted this 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 door. So they showed him like, oh, you missed this spot or you did a little bit too much paint there. And this was connected with the actual VR game. So it was almost like a mixed reality view on this tablet with all that information. They could change the camera angles, they could shoot it, show the statistics of how well he was doing, how long it took, uh, stuff like that, like heat maps of where things went right, went wrong, like extremely detailed, extremely detailed. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can see it on the video. And this sounds yeah. super interesting for like, um, you know, car manufacturers particularly have been yes. investing heavily into VR. It's a training thing that you can do yeah. up front to learn them how to do it. And you can do it as many times if you want and not really screw up in real life. Exactly. And it must save them a fortune yes. using VR for training in this way. But it's interesting that you said that the actual controller that they gave David weighed the same amount that the, a real life spray gun would. So mm. you, you are really getting that one-to-one -one 
sort mm. of experience. The muscle memory as well yeah. building up in you. The one thing I, I, I saw, uh, similar to these gadgets that we're showing now that I thought was really interesting, and again, for automotive application, was like a pair of, I'll stand up to illustrate what I'm talking about, but it was like a pair of, um, it was like a pair of uh, bionic legs or something that would like attach to you. And the whole point of this thing was that you'd go along to spray paint your car and you'd just sit down and the thing would get rigid Oh, so I saw that, yeah. You saw that what I was yeah, talking I that, about? Yeah, I'll see if yeah. I can find a video on it in a second. But I was like, VR room scale players can now play room scale and standing with this thing. So you're like, oh, and now I'm driving a car. Nathan will remember this in L.A. Noir, where you had to go from scenes where you're running about to <laughs> driving a car. Yeah. He was like, there's an answer. There's now an answer where you can actually sit in the middle of your room, you know, drive the car. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you get up and you're walking around again like a but, but aren't you scared that all of a sudden while you're driving it will fold in on itself making your legs go to the front of your face breaking your back you guys make, you guys so, make it like, like you guys are talking about all of this stuff like it's really gonna turn on you or something yeah but <laughs> like, but to describe what, what zim is talking about basically it was like one of these like pair of legs that you you attach to like a belt or something and they kick out when you go to sit down so you can basically sit down at any point but just regardless of vr like that's going to be super useful in life in general <laughs> going to a festival like that like the, yeah i'm sitting yeah. here <laughs> but the funny thing is you know you imagine you're at home you're you're immersed in your vr experience you're having a great time the doorbell goes it's the postman you go to the door you've got these like crazy like edward scissor hand gloves on you've got your kick out legs strapped to your waist a, a, a headset on your forehead you can look like something straight out of the future it's gonna I be love hilarious that combination though i love yeah. it you should like wear your trousers over that that exoskeleton because then it looks like you're one of those magicians, right? You've got four legs. Bell bottoms coming back, boys. Yes. So yes, so, but, uh, so to go back to uh, VRX in Europe, like out of out of all the things you tried there, what would you say is like your like the thing you was really impressed with the most? I I would say still the the magic leap. Like I think mm. AR has come already like a like a. Yeah, it, it's it's great. It's it's awesome. I I still want a magic leap. Mm. But I'm not a developer, so there are other ways you can buy it too if you want. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently, uh, yeah, um, apparently, my friends at Big Apple Buddy will be able to hook you up. Okay, uh, with a magic well, that's leap good to hear. If you trust them, that is. Your friends, huh? That's but um, you know, going back to the HP refurb, it's you know, it's it's a it's a fine headset. It's just that there are so many headsets right now that I'm kind of like you know bring us some content and i'm sure for businesses work together with hp is a is a good call so but it's it's weird to be at at this in industry focused event where they're well not only serious people but a lot of investors and stuff like that and i i was surprised how many people recognized me <laughs> there was this one person like uh, i i know you from uh from something but i just want to say hi i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pinpoint uh, where <laughs> no like they were like uh, you look familiar but uh, i don't know i don't know anymore and uh, there were also people asking me they saw my videos from china they were like hey uh, you know what, what it's like to you know uh work together with companies in china like investors asking me hmm. there was one dude i think this was the coolest dude of the entire event he was uh, work for factory 42 and um, before he worked for Factory 42, this is a development studio, they made the, um, the museum experience at the London, uh, the Edinburgh thing. Uh, Hold the oh, World. Like, oh yeah, like the Natural History Museum? Yeah, they made, they made that, um, 
yeah, made that uh, interactive uh, game. Mm. And uh, he worked for PlayStation VR mm. uh, when it was all new. He worked on uh, uh, the heist. Is this uh, Dave uh, Ranyard from uh, Dream Reality Interactive? Yeah, no. I, think, I think it sounds like the same guy because he worked on the heist and he, he works for the studio that made the David Attenborough thing. So it sounds okay, like the same guy. It might be the same guy. Yeah. He it also made um, Arca's Path. I don't think so. No, okay. he didn't. So I don't think we're talking about the same best person here. We are talking about soulmates and we need each of you to post an online dating profile. Yes. And then <laughs> you're get matched up. I'll swipe right. Yeah, but uh, it was just interesting to hear him talk about Project Morpheus because PlayStation VR, mm -hmm. before PlayStation VR was PlayStation VR, was called Project Morpheus. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, telling me that um, when they made the heist, they were testing this on, on people and they had around like 100 people to test on every time. And, and then I realized like not every development studio has the luxury to have that many people to test your, your game on. Well, he said like, we pulled so much data out of that to improve our, you know, uh, game in the end. Mm -hmm. So if you can really have that many people and get like a survey back, it's, it's awesome. Works. So he said like, you know, we had so many people and then he talked about all these funny prototypes before <laughs> PlayStation VR was a thing, uh, super next level. But um, they are working right now on a experience for the, the National um, Museum, you know, in London. Um, and they are going to make like this location-based uh, experience with a magic leap. So mm. people will be able to see dinosaurs and things like that. And they were working on that. So uh, soon, because soon you will be able to try that. And the great part is the museum is free. You don't need to pay for it. So you can just go in and then uh, give it a try. So long queue, uh, yeah. disappearing magic oh, leaves. Yeah, no, that's long what I'm going to say. <laughs> long queue, sure. It's always busy leaves. in that place, yeah. So, so that was my a little bit confusing story here. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to kind of remember what I've been, been doing this week, but I hope you enjoyed it anyway. No, it did make sense. It did make okay, sense. Great. Um, so Good let's round hear. up the show then with our final topic, and that is uh, Nintendo Labo VR. Um, for those not familiar with Nintendo Labo, just to give you a brief overview, they're sort of cardboard kits which you build yourself into various different designs. They incorporate the, the Joy-Con Switch controllers and the, the Switch itself for unique and strange gameplay experiences. Uh, we discussed on a previous episode that there will be experiences coming that will be compatible with the VR goggles, which are uh, these right here. Um, and that is that uh, Mario Odyssey and uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild will be getting free updates on the 26th of April that will allow you to use these uh, VR goggles with those games to experience unique experiences in VR, which is super cool. Um, the basic kit, the basic Labo kit comes with the VR goggles and the blaster, uh, which is this beast here. It's absolutely ginormous. Uh, oh, that's, that's actually smaller than I thought it was going to be. It, it takes you about uh, an hour and 20 minutes to build this thing, at least, uh, using the instructions that are provided on the Switch, because you put in the little cartridge in the Switch, and you run up the game, and then it gives you step-by-step -step instructions, which are really easy to follow, by the way. Anyone could follow them, so it's kind of aimed at, like, seven-year-olds and upwards, so if you've got a seven-year-old and you're interested in buying this for them, they won't have any problem with following the instructions. Super detailed. Um, but the basic kit is, like, um, 40 US dollars, uh, about 35 US, uh, British pounds. That includes, like say, the VR goggles and the blaster. Then you've got these two expansion sets which have uh, a camera and an elephant. And the final expansion has the bird and the wind pedal. Both expansion sets 
cost $20 each, about $16.99 in British pounds, or you can buy the complete whole uh, Big Daddy package for $80 US dollars or $69.99 in British pounds. Yep. Um, but basically, like we were all, when we heard about this, we were all pretty skeptical uh, because of uh, you know the, the power of the switch. I was not skeptical. No, I, I wasn't skeptical either. I was. I, was I, I, I still I'm am. Sorry. Okay. I will stay skeptical. <laughs> two of us were skeptical. Two of us weren't. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Because you know you need to know that the switch runs at a resolution of twelve eighty by seven twenty at sixty frames per second maximum, and obviously with VR you're splitting that in half, one for each eye. Uh, so we were like, "What the heck is this going to look like in VR?" But um, I'm happy to report actually that I was pleasantly surprised at how well it actually performed. Um, I spent most of my day yesterday building these weird contraptions. I've only built like uh, four of them so far out of the six. Uh, it took me like three hours in total. <laughs> but um, I, had lot, seven. I had a lot of fun actually building these things because, you know, like I said, the instructions are super easy to follow. Uh, and it kind of reminded me of that Lego feeling, you know, building something. And then once you've built it, you can then play with it, which is super fun. Um, and the only real experiences that I've tried so far are the blaster one. Um, but I have to say it's a lot of fun. Like basically you're on an on rails kind of shooter where, you know, you've got the blaster up to your face. And the cool thing about this is that you, you have to cock it each time. Uh, so if I cock it and then shoot, it actually makes a noise and gives you vibration as well because this thing is right on your face. So it's like having a super cheap force tube strapped to your face as you're trying these VR experiences. <laughs> and you're shooting these little aliens in a complete 360 uh, degree uh, thing you can spin around if you've got a 360 chair, because the gyroscope of the switch handles all the rotation, which works surprisingly yeah. well. And um, you've got like a few stages, and then you've got this epic boss fight with this huge king crab. And I have to say, like, it was just really, really cool. After a while though, you know, you're holding this thing up to your face, so there's no strap to hold it there. And I think it's designed purposely in that way because you get a bit tired after a little while and you're like, okay, I kind of had enough. So I think it's designed for like short 20-minute experiences and then you kind of have a break and then maybe try something else. Um, so overall, I would say the experience was good. Some of the downsides of it, though, are because it's limited to 60 hertz, you do get a lot of um, motion blur. So when you rotate, the image does definitely blur yeah, and no, smear did. around. I did notice that too. But for what, $40, if you already own a Switch, definitely yeah. recommend trying it out, especially if you've got kids. Like, you know, if you're a hardcore VR enthusiast, then you're going to probably want to pass on this altogether. But particularly if you've got kids, you know, seven-year-olds and upwards, and they are gamers and you've got a Switch already, 40 bucks for what you're getting in this experience. There's a lot of content there other than just the games as well. There's lots of uh, uh, video content that you can watch as well, including a, a, a throwback to the Virtual Boy, which is kind of interesting if you're into retro gaming. Um, but also like the experience of building this with your kids and then learning about VR and how the lenses work and how that sort of splits the display in two and, and then yeah. it, trying out the experiences as a family, I think would be a super... Yeah cool experience as a I think family that is the point of it I yeah. think that is the point of the entire Labo VR kit to have that like kind of engineering mindset of like kids uh, yeah. it's the same as like when we grew up we had like like connects and Lego and all those kind of things to like put together yeah. and yeah well, it, one question I had for you Mike and Nathan because you both are new to Labo I think and mm -hmm. you know uh, the thing that I found out of the whole Labo experience aside from the cardboard being actually more 
robust than I was expecting it to be. Because mm. um, I think I mentioned to you before, storage space easily becomes an issue, which is like, I now have manufactured this thing. I need to go store that somewhere. <laughs> and if you make, if you get the whole kit, I can't imagine where you're going to put all that stuff because that's going to take a lot of space. But my question for you is uh, the instructions, because I don't feel like in their ads and all that, they show you the kind of how well the instructions are actually portrayed by Nintendo. Mm -hmm. They're incredibly well animated, I found. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm talking about the earlier Labo kits. My wife and I basically said, we've only made a third of our current kit. Let's hold off until we finish this one and then we can go buy the VR one. So I'm curious, did you find that the instructions were like quite oh. good and almost part of the entertainment as it's, well? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's very, very geniusly put together because first of all, the moment they introduce you to the lenses that uh, are very important because that's how the magic happens, right? In, 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 uh, in VR, um, these lenses actually have a personality. They talk to you. It's like, hey, we are lenses. <laughs> Who are you? It's like, you want to be friends? Because we're going to go on an adventure together. So it's like this, this, this manual is talking to you. It's like you're, you're, you're listening to a friend. It's like you're interacting with a friend, telling you like, hey, this is who I am. So these lenses are like, you know, when you put them inside this cardboard for the first time, this manual is like, hey, we are ready to go. So it's like, hey, I, I helped someone out, right? So it's, it's very interactive. And the way this tutorial works is like you go from one step to the other, but it's talking to you in a way where it's like, it's just, you know, having, having fun with you. And not in a way where it's like kind of punishing you like, okay, you need to do this now. You need to do that and just listen and blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, hey, um, this is going to be great too. You got to try this. And this is going to make the experience even cooler. And we're going to make this nose piece. This is something you're going to put on your nose. And it's, it, it, it's going to fit way better on your face. So it's constantly telling you things. It's also looping back to certain parts where it's like, hey, uh, are you sure you did this? And uh, did you fold this uh, correctly? If not, just go back. And it's, 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 it's genius. It's very yeah. impressive. Very Absolutely. Impressive. And you can completely control it what speed you want to run it yeah. so you know you've got a forward button and a back button just like a, a you know a fast forward or a rewind on your remote yeah so if, if you missed a bit you can just quickly rewind and it's, it, it, it's fine but like nathie said they do it in such a funny interactive way like you know there's a piece of cardboard here oh they kind of look like bunnies like you know and then they they incorporate that joke into like building that component you know and each bit has its own little personality so it, it's super fun and interactive it's, it's this manual has a storyline yeah that's what it has. And because the reason I wanted, to, I wanted to bring it up was because it is the thing that surprised me, at, like oh, joyously surprised me, yeah. me when, I, when I came across it. And I was like, they never talk about this. And I kind of assumed, because it's a cardboard equipment, that I get kind of like a paper manual. But it comes with its own, basically, game cartridge that slots into the Switch, and you play away. Yeah. Um, so like the only thing that I, I was um, kind of curious about your feedback on was, um, you know, now that you've done this, Right, looking at Labo from a kind of a wider perspective, is 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 Labo something that, uh, like now you you're just still focused on the VR bit? You want to do all the VR pieces? Like, are you are you going to complete? My, my first question is, are you going to complete all the VR setups? Or I don't know, Mike, did you get the big kit or did you get the one with the blaster? How'd you do it? Yeah, so I got the big kit. Um, I've already built the blaster, the bird, the camera, and the VR goggles. Uh, I didn't haven't built the elephant and the wind pedal yet, uh, but I'm planning to do that tomorrow. 
Uh, I want to sort of do a little like overview video, maybe Monday, Tuesday next week of me playing them all and the different experiences. Um, but yeah, like I have to say, I, I'm more interested in this because of course it's VR related. Um, it doesn't sort of turn me on to the previous Labo stuff. But I would say that, you know, if, if, I, if you have kids out there and you want something really fun, that's going to take up a lot of time and have a lot of value in it, you know, because like 40 bucks for this star kit, you know, that's at least, you know, three hours of, of building alone with, with your kids. And yeah. then you've got the experiences on top of that. Yes. So there's a lot of like value you're getting there for $40. And, um, and the fact that it just, this might be the first time that many people try VR. And I think it's actually a really cool way to do it. It's a fun way. And it, it, you can, you can only imagine that you know if you're if you're spending forty bucks on some cardboard and this is the kind of experience that you can get with this, which is pretty yeah. cool. Just imagine what you could do with like yeah. a four hundred to six hundred dollar headset, you know. So is it a poison chalice? And then I've got a de question de for Rowdy. Def definitely not. Definitely not a poison chalice. And Rowdy, um, do you want to see Nintendo go down the science route with this? Because there's so many toys and educational stuff out there to teach kids programming and stuff like that. This is obviously doing kind of that construction work. It's almost laying the kind of foundation for that. Should, should they move down the kind of science route next? I, I think the they're already doing that. I mean, they, they started off with the name Labo Kit. I mean, if there's anything that sounds science, it's, it's Labo. That's, that's the entire point of yeah. doing this. It's like, get, I mean, kids love this kind of stuff because it's the same with like coding, you know, get, get kids to do, to do coding early on. You have a yeah. ton of like these kind of games that you can make yourself by learning like the basics of coding. Mm. This is exactly what Nintendo is doing with this. It's yeah. like the basics of engineering. How does this concept work? How do you get like, like those contraptions? How does a yeah. virtual reality is one of those things that they know is going to be big in the future. So if yes. kids want to get interested in now, that's the point of this better. entire kit. Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing amazing way of introducing VR. I think this is one of the best introductions I've ever had. It, it really is. Oh, here comes. Oh my God! What just landed? <laughs> so I've got the bird here as well. The bird so. butt. We're gonna see Mike put a bird. This, this butt is absolutely on his face. where oh, the no. listeners are are losing out. Yeah, he's clapping this bird's butt into his face. <laughs> Yeah, you're missing out there sound? if you're an audio listener. And then you've got like a camera, uh, oh. so you can kind of zoom in. And you can, oh, that's can you hear that as well? So satisfying. That amazing. Oh, so cool. It's, um, it's so all yeah. so strong too, like this cardboard stuff. At first, I was like building. I was like, guys, I don't know if this switch is gonna stay in there. And then I was almost done. I was like, whoa, this is this is cute. But there are a few things that are genius. I mean, everything about it is 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 like art. Uh, but for example, the fact that you can. Well, let me show you. Yeah. By the way, this, people this, in the chat so are laughing so hard at the Here. bird's butt on Mike's face. Here, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Expect gifts. You see this? Mike. Yeah. So the is way that... it splits the display is so satisfying. But if you want to, um, you can because the you need a cartridge to play all of these games. So you could give this cartridge to someone else and share this VR experience and be like, "Hey, here's my cartridge, and buy one of the Labo kits and then try it out." You could do that. So it's a shareable thing here. Mm -hmm. um, also, something that is uh, is cool is you can make your own games on it, right? Um, mm -hmm. But what I thought was super, super, um, you know, fun about that is that you get introduced to a development team, and it's like, hey, you're the fourth member of our development team, and we're gonna work together to make some games. There's actually a progression system in that. So you make these kits part of a development team and it really feels like you're working with these people 
and I think that's that's uh, that's a that's an interact like an interactive way of you know introducing kids to game development. Yeah, um, exactly. This I'll is the first I'll, time I'll that kids can first of all try VR. Nintendo is jumping into a gap that hasn't been filled up yet. Yeah. And second of all, how many kids can really you know if you're seven or eight or nine can understand Unity or Unreal or stuff like that. Mm. This is this is like the start of building your own experience and then you can look at it. Yeah. So, can you describe that a little bit more, Nathan? Because I think I heard about that. So is there like a game maker in there where you can customize yes. existing experiences or is it is it all um, building from scratch? So, so build assets. Yeah, yeah, assets. So it's not like, you know, building a code, but it's like you have assets, but you still have to create chain reactions. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Nintendo Labo kit, if you buy it and you open the box, it says make, play, and discover as far as i know so it's really about you know doing all of that um and everything is in there you can even watch 360 videos mm -hmm. you have the vr garage with 64 games and you can't just play them all straight away no you gotta finish them and do certain objectives to be able to play the next one so you really oh, so get excited smart. for like hey uh, i want to you know i want to finish the next one um so i think this is going to be a big hit it, it the press so far has reacted very positive, positive yeah, yeah. but I feel like this is going to explode. This is going to explode. This is very good stuff. Hmm. And um, resolution and stuff like that, who cares? Hmm. This, is, this is great. So the one, the one thing I would say is that um, I would say it's probably not worth going out and getting a Switch 4, but if you own a Switch already, then yeah. without doubt, get it. Um, you know, if you don't own a Switch already, I think there's other things that you could probably put that money towards that would be a better VR experience. But overall, for kids and, and having that family bonding experience, learning about VR together, I think it's it's incredible. But is, is it not a good excuse to get a Switch? Because a Switch is a fantastic console as it is. This is just another reason why you should buy a Switch. So, so if you're in it for the VR alone, I would say no. If, no, you're, yeah, a yeah. if, if you're a general gamer and you love particularly indie games like the switch is like the indie darling console of all time or the other labo kits or the other labo kits or you know mario and zelda then yeah for sure so that that was my question actually so when it comes to zelda and mario like do you, do you have access to that stuff already no it's not it, unlocked 25th. yet or it, it's a free up 25th of april exactly yeah so around that sort of time uh, it'll be a free update to those games and you can utilize it for those that's, that that is the main reason why i stay skeptical because I don't think it's made for that kind of stuff. I don't think that is like, yeah. The, I well, think the, the attraction is the. I think you hit the nail on the hat when you with your description of like uh, of, uh, with your little review you did now, Mike. Um, I think the main attraction indeed is in in the building and the experience and and the games that are on there with the level kit as well. Um, yeah. Exactly. What Nathie's showing right now is like a little uh, 360 video that is included in there. It's like a little Easter egg. That you can exact, you can see what it's like uh, to use a Virtual Boy. So if you never got the opportunity to try one, then you can kind of get a sense of what that looked like, you know, back in the day with those uh, retro graphics. So it, it was, uh, there's it was just, so high def, wasn't it? There is just so much content on there, you know, that you, you could really, it could keep you, you know, you going in little bite-sized chunks for a long, mm. long time. And especially if you buy it piecemeal, you know, you buy the basic kit and then, you know, if your kids have been good or well-behaved, you can re reward them with like a, you know, expansion kit, which is like $20, you know, 16 pounds. So it's yeah. sort of an affordable sort of like a nice little reward if you've done well at school or whatever. So yeah. I, I think it's great for families, uh, 
of course, the, the VR enthusiasts are always going to be like, well, this isn't for me, but I get that. Um, mm, of course, it isn't for them either. It's They're not right. designed for them in mind. What's <laughs> uh, yeah. about the IPD? Because I, I was wondering, like, <laughs> IPD. Is, IPD, there, yes. is there a, a, uh, an adjustment? Or no, no, no adjustment. And because I've got a small IPD anyway, which is probably kid-sized, it works fine <laughs> for me. Um, but I don't know the exact sort of sweet spot. Uh, they, they, did, they didn't give you that information. But, you know, it, it's only made for bite-sized experiences anyway. So it's not like you're going to be in it long enough to really sort of notice the effects yeah, of having cool. an in, incompatible IPD calibration. Nice. Um, but, yeah, we've gone on for quite a while, almost two hours now. Yeah. So we'll start sort of rounding up the show. If you've got any questions for us, uh, put them in the chat now while I just give you a quick reminder of the show times. Uh, this is a weekly VR, AR, Animar talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Mm -hmm. Also check out the audio version on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor. If you haven't joined us live on a video version of the show, you know I really recommend it. You get a lot out of it. You get to see our lovely faces, and obviously we show a lot of stuff to the camera as well. And it's also great to interact with other people that are in the chat, because there's, there's always a conversation going on there. Uh, so it's great to get involved in that as well. So uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, now's a great yeah. time. Uh, actually, the, the, the chat is asking if you could uh, repeat the show times, but do it with the bird's butt on your face while you're looking at the camera. I'll put the bird's butt on my face, but I won't say it again, just for the okay. audio listeners' sake. <laughs> well, I was so, going to uh, say, one of the things is, if you, if you were in the last two to three weeks, as we were having some issues with a desync, I think we've managed to clear that up through some technology changes. So thank you for um, you know dealing with that. We've been trying. We're always trying to improve the show and go through experimentation. And the thing is, in the end of the day, we're going to find out the best yeah. solution and then bring that to you. Um, I think we're there now. I think we're in a good place. So um, maybe yeah. maybe less experiments for a couple of weeks, but uh, you know we'll keep we'll keep pushing. I had one question uh, from before the podcast from our super fan Megals that I wanted to ask each of you, and she was asking me because she's planning to go on a trip with Rocket. Let's go. Um, what happens if you're trying to get a VR headset through security? Um, are they, do you have to take it out of your bag? Blah, 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 blah. So I, we're all seasoned travelers with uh, headsets sometimes in our luggage. So I'm curious what your guys' responses are, and then I'll share mine at the end. So um, I'm actually, on, uh, myself, I've never taken a, a virtual reality headset through an airport. I, I do have a funny story about the last time I went through an airport. I had like one of those bike locks. Um, you know, like a bike lock that you mm -hmm. have, just like yeah, a regular yeah. bike lock. They took it out and they thought it were handcuffs. And they took me aside, like no joke, there's no joke. Like they almost arrested me on the spot there thinking I was like uh, trying to like, uh, I don't know what they were wow. thinking. <laughs> but I had to explain about bike locks, bike locks, and they called in three more security guards. And I had to like, explain, like I had to show it to them, I had a bike lock wow. board. But they were convinced they were that's, handcuffs. That's funny. I I also never uh, took it like a headset uh, with me. Uh, but I also have a funny story. Like last time when I went to PAX, my whole suitcase is like full of equipment. So I have my camera in there, my microphone, all kinds of crazy techno technological stuff. So you see this guy, you know, behind his like computer, and he's like, <laughs> he's like confused. He's like what the heck is in this uh, thing? And there was one time when I was in China, I had to open my suitcase. This guy's like, what is in these shoes? Like, those are Nike Max. It's like, what, what, is Nike, what, is, what is a Nike Max? It's like, I turned on the lights. I was like, oh, okay, okay. You can, sometimes because I have these shoes with lights in there or like electric shoes that sell plays there. Sometimes like, oh, what kind of stuff do you put in your shoes? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a bit dodgy, yeah. So, so there is... 
there is uh, I, I, again again i've never taken a, a headset with me oh. but um Tyrell wood actually did bring um a samsung odyssey with him to yep. pax for us to play around with in the hotel room you know playing vr always um and he got stopped by security and they asked him like what the heck is this thing and then he said like oh it's a virtual reality headset and they were like what is that? And then you have to go through that whole rigmarole of trying to explain to someone what VR is. Um, okay, so that was kind of now still not even heard of the term virtual. It's so reality. true. No, it's no, no, so it's true. so true. Even in PAX, I'd say nine out of ten of the people who I stopped and asked, like, had not actually. They're like, I know what VR is, but I haven't tried it. I'm always meaning to oh, play okay. it. And there I are literally that, people like not even like, knowing what it is. Yeah, not even knowing what it is. It's possible. I mean, if you're in that, but yeah, I, I do travel with my Oculus Go pretty much every time I'm flying because it's 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 lovely. So what I said to Megals was, um, out of the last six flights I've taken, only once was was this have to come out of my bag. Um, they don't treat it like a laptop or a large tablet or anything like that. So generally, it goes through security no problem. Uh, so if you are a little bit reticent, you're like, am I going to pull the side? No, I generally have not found that on busy city flights, on busy international flights. Um, it generally doesn't have to come out. So okay. the only thing you have to watch out for is, as I've heard from friends who travel with or go as well, sometimes people on the plane wanting to play it as well. Like, can I, can I try that? Oh, <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's the only thing to watch out for. Did okay. we have anything else from, uh, from chat? Well, well all... uh, Suzanne says, the history of the future book about the story of Oculus uh, uh, tells more about Palmer Lucky uh, getting pulled aside at an airport uh with the dk1 prototype yeah that's true actually and they were like what is this wires hanging out yeah Yeah, exactly it was duct taped together uh so it looked quite kind of dodgy um amazing book by the way if you haven't read it already definitely well worth a read the only other thing that i wanted to mention if we don't have any other questions um just for any other fellow racers out there we got a racing thing going on i organize this every fortnight and so there's an assetto corsa uh, meetup happening tomorrow 8 15 uk time uh you can dm me if you're interested for uh, the details so you're into a set of course awesome awesome well, okay. i hope you, you guys uh, have all enjoyed this uh, show sorry it's sort of gone on a bit longer than usual <laughs> but we had so much uh, juicy talk stuff to talk about yeah, that's uh, we'll be back next week of course <laughs> at the usual time so have a great week in vr uh, and we'll see you then so and bye oh slap yeah. a like on this live stream <laughs> let's let's us know you care would be oh, nice bye-bye oh, there we go YouTubers. sorry bye. I, had to, I had to do it i'm sorry Bye. <laughs>